Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and with me is Matt. Hey, what's up? And, wait, Matt, do we have a Doomsday Clock issue today? If we did, I didn't read it, and my shop didn't give it to me, so I'm going to be very upset. Damn Connor, now I associate him being absent with getting Doomsday Clock, so now I feel like I should have a Doomsday Clock issue. Yeah, he is that layabout. When he told me he couldn't make the show this week, my first thought was, but Connor, there's no Doomsday Clock this week, you have to be there. (laughs) This guy... Uh, short story is uh, Snow has delayed his travel uh, to and from wherever I don't know if he's working or, or to earlier today or if he was grocery shopping but whatever he does on a Saturday uh, the snow made him made it difficult for him to get back in time so we had to go without him uh, he should be back next week though uh, but hey so <laughs> a pair of us here and what are we talking about this week obviously it's comic books but what comic books we're talking about Detective Comics 976 Action Comics 999 Wonder Woman 42 Flash 42 Supergirl 19 New Superman The Justice League of China number 21 Mr. Miracle's back with number 7 and I also read Sideways Issue 2 to give some thoughts on that so th- those are the books we'll be talking about this week um, and but uh, you know how we've been joking recently that there's been a lot of news, and every week there's like another big batch of news that's like mm-hmm. a, a proper good 20 to 30 minute discussion of news. So there's no news this week, right? We can just jump right into comics. Here's the funny thing, Matt. Uh, Coming out of this week, because the solicits are due on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And usually the week before solicits, we always get the new things that are in the solicits. They always put them out early. So if there's any issue ones... The pre-solicits. Yeah. Anything they're announcing, they'll put out the, the week f- previous, right? So I was, ex- mm-hmm. I was expecting, given that we're getting the solicits for June and No Justice is in May, I was thinking, okay, we'll definitely have news this week because they'll be announcing whatever the Justice League books are that are going to start in June, right? Makes sense. Right. Instead, mm-hmm. we didn't get any of that. In fact, someone asked Scott Snyder on Twitter and he said the announcements for those are starting next weekend, which is weird because it's after solicits, which means what they're not starting until July. I don't know. Bizarre. Uh... But, instead, we got a bunch of other announcements which we did not know about and couldn't have predicted, and that's what we've got to talk about today. Mm. So, things are happening. Things are happening. But, that said, we did get a leak. There is a Justice League-related leak, which we can discuss. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. That's coming up in a second. Uh, So, just just to go back to the the, the lack of Justice League announcements, I have just a smidge of a maybe idea of a theory. Okay. The, The first one's still starting in June... But, because there's precedent now, because they told us Man of Steel issue 1 was coming the last week of May, and then it wasn't mm-hmm. in the May solicits. And at the time, I think we just said, oh, well, maybe it's been delayed a week. No big deal, whatever. Uh, however, one of the things they announced this in this batch of announcements is a May book. It's coming out in the last week of May, even though we already had solicits for May. So that's two books now, at least, that are coming out at the end of May that didn't come out in the solicits until June. Okay. So, I'm just saying, there's no precedent for them sneaking in a book for the previous month, even though we've already got the solicits. So, I like still... this. It's keeping us on our, on our feet. Gone are the days of broadcasting the death of Johnny Storm uh, <laughs> on a Monday when comics are out Wednesday, and now we're just like, oh, hey, that new thing you're excited for? Well, surprise. Yeah, I, I... I don't know, it's getting harder to predict. So I'm still kind of, I'm not expecting all of them, given that I, I, I'd be surprised if they launched like three or four books in the last week of May or June and not told us about it till a month late. But I'm kind of expecting the Snyder one to start and then maybe the others will start in July and we'll go from there. But 
so, but let's get into stuff. So we'll start with the Justice League thing first because this was a leak. This was uh, not intentional. Uh, Penguin Random House, which is just a it's a bookstore basically. It's a book catalog. Yeah. Uh, got a couple of early solicits. Uh, one of, the one that was less exciting, although still interesting to mention, is there's a Harley Quinn Volume One uh, coming out in October uh, by Sam Humphreys and Mirka Andolfo. So it looks like Humphreys mm. might be taking over Harley Quinn. Should that prove to be correct that'd be cool uh, probably the, not going to check it out because it's Harley Quinn but well the, I mean, the going theory is that this one's going to be closer to the actual you know continuity and not just some right. random side comedy thing so, right yeah we'll see I, I wonder if that was like what tempted him away from Nightwing I wonder if like he was going to stay in Nightwing and then he, yeah. like, he just likes Harley Quinn more because I don't or know. maybe he just got the yips you know some people can't write their favorite character you know hmm. like they, they get intimidated and Harley Quinn's more his speed. Because we know he's a decent writer, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, I mean, we've like, been Latin for so long, and a good chunk of his Nightwing arc's been really good. It's just kind yeah. of been hit or miss. So, exactly. but hey, so that was, that, was a, that was a smaller thing. The bigger thing, of course, was that Justice League Volume 1 by Scott Snyder was uh, put up there with, a, with an image. It wasn't finished, it was, it was just the pencils. But there's an image of the yeah. team. Uh, also, <laughs> here's the interesting stuff. Uh, Jim Chung who mm-hmm. has been a Marvel artist for a long time. In fact, he drew the, the, the cover banner for their Fresh Start reboot, or relaunch, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Which one? The, the, the one that's coming up, the newest one. <laughs> okay, but like the one from last week or the one from this week? Wait, there's been one last week and this week? Well, it's Marvel. I'm just taking a shot in the dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but no, seriously, the, the recent one. Uh, he's still solicited for a couple of Marvel books as well, because uh, he's, he's solicited for Marvel's 2-in-1 number 6, which is a couple of months away, and also Amazing Spider-Man 600. So, I mean, they're both in the next couple of months, so it might, it might be done after that with Marvel, but it's hard to tell. From, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like the days of exclusives are almost done with, you know, with so much crossover. Uh, but artists I, like they lock down artists. So I, I, I don't know, Matt. Like DC, DC in the first year of rebirth locked down like a lot of talent. Almost every week we were coming in here and talking about a new exclusive person. Yeah, I true. I forget about all that. It's hard to keep it up yeah, to date. Nah, with... Most most of DC's, I, I, I mean, not, maybe not most, but. I'd say a significant portion of DC's talent is actually locked down into exclusive. In fact, Marvel just this week announced uh, Chip Zarsky is uh, exclusive yeah. to them. So I love that that announcement because he says I can do whatever I want. Maybe, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's just so, pretty funny. But yeah, so Chung, that's exciting because uh, the art looks great. Oh, it does. Also, we'll get to what's in the image in a second because that's that's probably the juiciest part. Uh, the other little interesting tidbit. Now, I'm tempted to say this could be a mistake because. You know, sometimes these early listings that go up on Amazon and stuff tend, you know, can be a little bit rough in terms of the details. Uh, but it has Jorge Jimenez listed, but not as an artist. It has him as a co-writer, <laughs> which that would be. I mean, it's possible, but it's like you know, it's out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, like like a good RKO out of nowhere. Uh, Matt, with the but yeah. reference as always. Of course, I got to. But but yeah, I mean, uh, if they're gonna do, you know, we know that Justice League's double shipping. It has been since Rebirth, so if we're going to have, you know, not necessarily alternating issues, but alternating arcs, like... Yeah, well, hold on, so, so you're, you're jumping to the conclusion then, and I, I admit this is a fair thing to maybe, maybe guess at this point, yeah. is that he's not actually a co-writer, he's meant to be in the artist slot, and they've just put him in yeah. the wrong... 
place. That's that's possible. That is definitely mm-hmm. possible. Um, which would lean to it being double shipping. However, I could because obviously one of the things was with Superman and action going single, and Nightwing going single, or maybe more times will go single. Maybe Snyder's Justice League will be single. However, I want to point out that this this volume one is scheduled for November. If this is single shipping and it is starting in June then the sixth issue, which is the last issue that's yeah. in the trade, wouldn't be coming out until the month of November. So unless they're switching to a Marvel schedule, where they have the issue out in the trade, like right after it in the same month, right. there's no way this isn't double shipping. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and worth mentioning as well, that Harley Quinn book this up is uh, for October, so that's probably still double shipping, based on that. Yeah. So... It seems to be that they're not shifting to single shipping overall. It's just some books will be, some books won't be, just depending on how they sell, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, that said, I think only a couple need to be double shipping anymore. And I feel like Justice League should be. Harley Quinn, I don't know. That'd be weird. I think Harley yeah. Quinn just sells to so many. I think Harley Quinn yeah. sells to a lot of people who don't buy anything else. So Harley Quinn yeah. does really well. It's got people who go to the comic shop just for Harley Quinn. Yeah. So, I mean, but I could see, you know, the, the actions, detectives, the Justice Leagues, all those. We know Superman's going to single because uh, Bendis is doing both uh, action yeah. and Superman. Well, we, th- so. we think action's going single as well. Admittedly, that's not confirmed. I don't think they've no. actually said that outright. It just no. looks like it is, based on yeah. what they've said so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think Batman Detective will stay double. I think Flash will stay double because they... Cause Batman Detective and Flash are the out of the regular books. I think are the consistently best selling of all the yeah. the books, so I feel like they well, all stay double. But uh, well, that and you have one of the one of the designers of, of all this right now with Williamson mm-hmm. in there on Flash still. So I'm sure he still has a lot of story to go. Yeah, having said that, maybe it would go single because he's also doing a Justice League book, and yeah. maybe that'll be a reason to slow it down a little bit. I don't know. Uh, so many options. But so so that's, that's a lot of speculation. So we need to kind of wait and see what they're doing. But it does seem like Justice League is staying double shipping based on when this trade is scheduled to come out. Because uh, they, they they physically unless they switch to the very right like you know because Marvel do that thing where the last issue comes out and then the trades out the following week. Yeah. Unless it's like that, there's no way the first book can make it in November unless they're double yeah. shipping. So, uh, and that would lead to you know maybe okay yeah it would make sense that there's two artists then if it's double shipping. So. So that's good, and you know, both good artists. So that's all. That's all good. Assuming mm-hmm. Jorge Jimenez is doing the art. If he is co-writing, then cool. We'll that, wait and see what that's like. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I, uh, I just it's so weird just to, for him to pop up in a co-writer. Well, because uh, as far as I know, he's not uh, done any writing. At least not mm-hmm. I, know, I know of. Yeah. Not that I've read anyway. Yeah. So. No, me neither. Uh, he's not one of those like Lemire guys that kind of does his own thing. You know, in the indies, and then yeah. you get or, signed. Or, or even like a Europe. Tony Daniel, who who's done some yeah. in the past, that wouldn't be completely shocking. Uh, that yeah. said, I'd rather he stay in the art because he's a good artist, not so hot in the rain. Uh, yeah. So let's get to the, the juicy part of this, though, because I, I know Matt's been sitting there uh, cl- chomping at the bit, waiting for uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the uh, juicy uh, stuff. Which, what are you doing? I see you typing and looking at things, Matt. You so, well, well, number one, I'm trying to get this image to pop up that we're going to talk about. Okay. I was on... It, it got lost somehow, so I'm finding back other ones. Uh, and then I typed in George uh, Jimenez uh, to see if he's written anything. 
So ah, okay. You didn't research. Yeah. All right, I, I approve. Uh, <laughs> just over there typing away. I'm like, Matt, stop looking up porn and pay attention to the show. God damn it! Oh, I couldn't do I couldn't do that and talk at the same time. I everyone track mine. So, <laughs> so yes, I'll know. But comics uh, is covered under that one track, so we're good. Yeah. So so anyway, so the, so the cover image though reveals who's on the team. That's the big thing here. Uh, and you know this was not a planned thing. This was a leak because. The talent aren't allowed to talk about it. And Scott Snyder, you normally when something's announced, Scott Snyder will be talking about it all over Twitter. Yeah. After this, dead silence. <laughs> He's kind of like the, in Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to the image that got leaked. Yeah. So, <sighs> my, my only worry now because of this is that next week, because he said the announcements start next weekend, I'm worried that this is the only one we get next weekend and it'll feel kind of like, oh, well, we already got most of this last week. Yeah. But hey, let's, you know, first world problems. Anyway, so... On the team, obviously we have most of the people you expect who are on the team right now. Oops. Batman, Superman, Flash, Wonder Woman, blah, 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 right? In terms of what's changed, in terms of who have lost, Baz and Jessica are nowhere to be found, right? No. Nope. So they're, they're gone. Everyone else who's on the team now is still there, including Cyborg. We were speculating that he might not be on the team after this. He'd be yeah. on Team Titans. That doesn't seem to be the case. No, they still need a teleporter. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Uh, however, who is there? So we have a Green Lantern. That yeah, is John Stewart. John Stewart what? is the Green Lantern on this book. Uh, which is interesting, and it maybe speaks to Snyder maybe being a fan of the animated series. Uh, yeah. Doubly so, because guess who else is there? Hot Girl's there. I was going to say, there's two more options. I didn't know which one you were going to do first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, the reason why I say Hot Girl first, because she was, like, I think of her specifically from that show, whereas yeah. Martian Manhunter, who's the third other character who's there, yeah. that's new, uh, I associate him with always being the Justice League anyway, just not in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, they, they were the big seven. I was under Morrison. He had Bats, Wonder Woman, Superman, um, I, which, uh, Kyle Rayner, Wally West, uh, and then... Aquaman. Were the other two? Was Aquaman in there? I think Aquaman was in there. And then and Manhunter. Uh, and then the show, you know, shifted that by adding, swapping out Aquaman for Hawkgirl. Because it was uh, a sausage then, fest, so yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need another female character, and then they they swapped out Rainer for George or for John Stewart. Uh, you know, a little more diverse. But from reading what we'll talk about this when we get to Hallam Pals, mm. it feels already that there's a shift in John Stewart. So okay. it, whatever goes on in No Justice, it would make sense for him to join in with these guys. Yeah. Okay. Just you said Hallam Pals. Are you talking about that this week? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was let, just me, gonna let me add that. In. <laughs> what, what issue is it? Oh man, I want to say forty. Forty, I think. Yeah, let's see. And of course, Comicsology closed on me. This tech. I think it's forty. Yeah, because it's because everything else is at forty-two this week, so that's at forty. Um. Okay. Cool. Come on, Comicsology. I want to correct Pete. I like when he's wrong. Sorry, I'm right. Damn it, he is right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. That shows how little you pay attention at the start when I'm listing all the books. Yeah. You never noticed that I didn't I mention it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to brief, briefly talk about it so you weren't talking about multiple things back to back, sideways, you know. What, you mean that one thing? Yeah, that one thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're just wrong all over the place today, Matt. Well, I'm just... Well, I'm usually, just winning left, right, and center. You are, but usually you talk about Titans, or you used to. So it used yeah. to be Titans. No, I didn't end. read it this oh. week, but I'll I'll read it for next month because next month uh, is yeah. the last issue, at least 
maybe it'll be back after No Justice, but yeah. we're expecting something different. So uh, I'll talk about it next month. Anyway, so interesting team. Um, I'm definitely happy about Hot Girl and Martian Manhunter. Uh, John Stewart's fine. I mean, I'm, he's not my favorite Green Lantern, but uh, like I feel that like you can just kind of slot anyone in. I think the more interesting question because of that is okay. Where's Baz and Jessica? Are they on one of the other teams that we're going to hear about mm-hmm. soon? You know, is there another book that's got a team yeah. with them on it? So I like the fact that they were ingratiated into the Justice League because it made them feel important mm-hmm. without like just tagging them there. Just like, hey, let's. They felt like the the new recruits, kind of like when Kyle was there initially. You know, like he was the regular guy that was hanging out with all the rock stars and couldn't believe it. And that's kind of how Simon and Jess were early on. So. You know, yeah. but I'll take John Stewart. I like John Stewart in the team atmosphere. I don't know if I necessarily like him as like the star of his own book because I think he bounces off of people real well. Yeah. So seeing him bounce off of Manhunter and Batman, and you know that that should be fun. I'll just say it's really great to see uh, uh, Martian Manhunter on that cover with the rest of the league finally yeah. after after seven years it's- of ignoring him. <laughs> Well, it's been, and even before that, uh, uh, you know, post Blackest Night, he really didn't have anything to do, you know. So it was even beyond those seven. Yeah, well, he was he was part of Brightest Stay, but yeah, post Brightest Stay, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of him really. Oh, so, but like like you mentioned, the the cyborg thing is a little bit weird considering the story that we're getting with him in in some of these other books and how he's you know. Yeah, I I really felt like he was building up to doing something different. Yeah. But Being, he, like, his own leader. Like, especially with what they're doing with him right now, with Priest. Yeah. I mean, you know? maybe they'll still have him lead the Teen Titans, though. Maybe that'll still be a thing. He'll just stay in the league as well. Just because yeah. comic book characters can do tons of things at the same time, because why not? Yeah. Oh, and then with Hot Girl, too, she's not the Lady Blackhawk. She looks like traditional, you know... Yeah. John's John's era Hot Girl, so... So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see fun. we'll see how that shapes up, and I, I like that. I like obviously we'll get to another book that was announced this week in a second, but I like that these some of the stuff from Metal seeming to have a big effect. You know, Hot Girl, you know, they put her in there quite prominently, Kendra, yeah. and now it feels like okay, she's going to be a hero again after all yeah. this. You know, she's going to stop being I, this Lady Blackhawk character. Yeah, I feel like with what with her and Carter went through, I feel it's the a better version of Superboy punching the walls, Superboy Prime of reality. You know, so I feel like their exploits and with the nth metal, you know, we, we can put them back into to continuity a little bit easier. Yeah. And they feel like they belong. So she looks like she belongs on that cover. Like, oh, she does. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so, no, it's exciting. So we should start getting proper details. Uh, whether we get it for the show next week is, a, is questionable because yeah. they said the weekend. So it could be before the show. It could be after the show. But we should start getting proper details for some of this stuff next week. I'm excited because I'm, I'm expecting a lot of books to like, be announced out of this like, post-No mm-hmm. Justice. So we'll see what they are next week. However, we have some pre-No Justice books announced. <laughs> uh, or, well, not pre-No Justice, but pre, pre the announcements of the No Justice books. So first up this week, we got an announcement of a Hawkman ongoing series. So yeah, when we said the Hawks were coming back, we meant it. So yeah. we got Hawk Girl as a prominent member of the Justice League. Hawkman's got his own solo book. Uh, I wonder if Hot Girl will also feature in here. We'll find out, I suppose, later on. But um, there was rumours way back that this was going to be a Jeff Lemire book. That would have been a bit more exciting, I think. But mm-hmm. regardless, they have announced that Hawkman is getting his own book, an ongoing book, uh, written by Rob Vendetti and illustrated by Brian Hitch. 
I'll admit that is not the most exciting team in the world to me. No, but but I am excited to see Hawkman back. Mm. Even though I'm not a huge Hawkman fan, it, and it felt like something was missing. And also, that's another tie to the Justice Society. So oh, Just I feel point. like we're we're getting another step closer to that. So I, I can look past this creative team for that. Yeah, obviously we'll give it a try. Like I'm not obviously uh, well because mm-hmm. I mean, Vendetti might be better on this than he than you know he has been in the past with all things. I think my thing with Hawkman is that yeah, I don't necessarily love him either. I think there's been good stories with him in it. Obviously the GSA mm-hmm. stuff specifically, but I feel like he's someone who's never really been elevated to like a proper you know B plus character. Yeah, or, you know that's not an A character, and I feel like. I want them to do it. Like I keep every time they announce a Hawkman mm-hmm. book of some kind, I keep wanting them to like no nail it this time, make him a bigger character, do it, make yeah. Hawkman a big thing in the DC. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, Shazam was at that level, mm. uh, you know, and, and now his absence has almost thrusted him up into that, you know, A B level, you know, like lower A. So uh, maybe the same will happen with Hawkman, and you know, as long as we get a consolidated origin it's not all over the place you know like if well, he's I, carter hall adventurer cool like well i, I think that like, was the point i think that was the point of death of hawkman and then everything we've got in metal where no no he was he was this guy who was like collecting artifacts and you know studying the past throughout if he's mm-hmm. you know resurrecting life <laughs> and then you know then, then we'll get the 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 fresh hawkman that you know hopefully yeah. And, and I'm wondering with Venditti, because he likes bigger casts, if we're going to get, like, what Johns did with Robinson, where we get, like, peeks at, at the different lives, you know? Uh, maybe. Uh, it's worth mentioning as well, because cool. this news came out first, and we were speculating, oh, I wonder if that means he's he's running uh, Green Lantern Corps' ending anytime soon. And sure enough, he announced on Twitter this week that his last issue of Green Lantern Corps is number 50. Yeah, so that's, that's 10 away. We had nine more. Yeah, we get yeah, 10 away. And what's interesting about that is that he started so early, the New 52, uh, of the main book, it's like 70 plus issues, he actually confirmed on Twitter that including like annuals and, you know, crossover mm. issues and whatnot, that'll be about 85 issues of Green Lantern he's done, when he's done. Yeah, that almost so. rivals John's. John's is in the 100 or so, between everything. Because uh, he had gotten up to like 60... Uh, yeah, but he only had twenty on in New Fifty Two. So well, yeah, but he also had Blackest Night. Yeah, that's which if was, you kept Blackest Night. Yeah, yeah, which was a, a random story. So you know he's he's up there. He's made an impression. I just wish it was a, a little bit better. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I've, I, I mean I didn't like his start of his Green Lantern. I tried that again yeah. with uh, yeah. Rebirth, and I, I just wasn't into it. Maybe one day I'll go back and give it a proper try. But I, f- I feel like yeah. you know, and it, and Hal has been so up and down. Like it's. The joke is Connor keeps pulling me back in when I'm like, okay, I'm kind of... Not that it's ever been bad. I'm just like, I don't have time. But, you know, with some of the stuff that's been going on, it's in an up phase right now. And hopefully he can just, you know, maintain. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he's he at a high then. If it's, just, if it's yeah. a good place right now, hopefully it just keeps that till the end because he's so close. Uh, but that's interesting. It means that, well, A, if, if that book keeps going, and it might not, like, with... Simon, Simon and uh, Jessica not being on the Justice League and then this run coming to an end, it makes me wonder, will the Green Lantern books also look quite different come June, July? I, I always feel we'll always have a Green Lantern, like, solo book. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
kind of like what what Green Lanterns is now, and we'll have a core book. Where yeah, it's, well, yeah. Which to be fair, I mean, it's technically not a solo book, but yeah, it's close. Yeah, you to, know what I mean. Like, yeah. yeah, where where Green Lanterns feels like it's part of the overall world of of the Green Lantern core, but it's really about Simon and Jess. Hmm. So versus Hall and Pals, which right now is about the core in. I just wish that book was called Green Lantern Core because, you know, John's had some moments and Guy's had some moments. So I think that's where we're going to be going now that Venditti's off. and Just a straight Green Lantern they, Core. Yeah, yeah, they can rebrand it. They don't necessarily have to re- relaunch it. Just, you know, this is the Green Lantern Core now. Yeah. Uh, so... so there you go. So that's news. So Green Lantern Core uh, runs ended at num- number 50, uh, which does mean that maybe they're intending this Hawkman monthly book being a big deal because he's going to focus on it. Maybe it'll be on another book as well that will announce if there's going to be maybe two monthlies or something. But So maybe we'll have a relaunch of some kind of that book afterwards, the Green Lantern one, and we'll see what's going on. Alright, so moving on. So next up, we had another announcement for a mini-series. Uh, Gail Simone, who who is who is definitely not exclusive. She is jumping between companies like no, no one's business. Everywhere. She has been announced that she is writing a six-issue Plastic Man Mini. That's good. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Straight uh, on te- the page of the Terrifics. She's teaming uh, with artist uh, Adriana Mello. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, worth mentioning as well is that all six issues have already been written. She's actually finished writing yeah. it. Yeah. So, so if, it's, if there's any delays, it's the artist's fault. <laughs> yeah. She's done. Uh, but hey, so yeah. uh, that's launching in June. And there's the 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 the, the, first, the front cover, the first issue is up. You can go find that. You can also find a couple of the interiors from the first first issue, as well. So, uh, wonder uh, what was the super pet that was that was from Plastic Man? Oh, it was uh, the bird. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, the parrot. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if the parrot's gonna make a, an appearance. That I would. That'd be great. I'd. I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, I think this is great. Obviously, I don't. I don't expect Plastic Man to kind of hold his ongoing, but it's nice to get a six issue mini out of him and yeah, focus on him a little bit. That's yeah, nice. she, and Simone can be pretty funny. So, sure, the humor will be everywhere in that book. Yeah, and he's supposed to be a a funny character. That's the that's yeah. his whole thing. Uh, in fact, when she announced it on Twitter, she said, that, you know, "This is a character that people have been asking me to write for years." Uh, oh. So she's she's cool. all excited. So yeah, that's good, that's good news. <coughs> Not done yet. <laughs> more news. No, nope, there's more. <laughs> there is more. So, Tinian is leaving Detective Comics at 981. That's his last issue. Mm-hmm. So we're expecting something else. We, we knew that June would have to bring some someone else on board. Uh, they've announced who's doing the next five issues of Detective Comics. Okay, and that person is? That person is Brian Hill. Who is Brian Hill? That's a good question. If you don't know who that is, he is currently writing uh, the Wildstorm Michael Cray spinoff, right? Oh, he I've also, heard good things about that. Yeah, he's also known for doing Postal at Image, which has also got a lot of good buzz. Uh, so this is someone that I don't think either of us have read any of his work. However, the consensus on the stuff he has written and is out there seems to be pretty strong. So that's a good sign. That's, that's a good sign, yeah. right? Uh, it does seem to be only the five issues. Someone actually was asking him on Twitter, and he kind of responded with, uh, "It's five issues, and he can't say any more uh, until later." I I have very obvious theories, but I'll explain what the arc, the the, the five issue arc is, and then I think you'll know what my guess is going to be <laughs> by the time I finish describing it. So here we are. So he's uh yeah yeah yeah. Where are we? 
Right, so... Yeah, so this is a five-issue arc in Detective Comics that will team Batman with Black Lightning. Huh, I wonder where they've ever teamed before. The arc is called <laughs> On the Outside. Huh, weird. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Uh, so that's, a little. That starts in 982, starts in June, of course. Uh, so, Joe, you know it's funny, because Sajik's been posting those images on Twitter. He's, he's got a yeah. new DC book coming that's announced. You know, Dolphin was there... Uh, Nightwing was there in his metal outfit as well as Starfire, uh, but Pete didn't recognize her. I did recognize her. Thank you very much. Uh, and we were thinking, oh, maybe that's like one of these Justice League books, but maybe more specifically, it's an Outsiders book because it's such a bizarre, you know. Yeah. And Nightwing's led that team before, so maybe that's an Outsiders yeah. book. And, However, and I'm weird that way because that's what I think of first. I know it was Batman's team first from the '80s and whatnot, mm-hmm. but when, when I started reading comics again in, in the early 2000s. It was Nightwing's team, you know, so that's what I jumped to when I saw that image of Nightwing. I was like, oh, cool. But now there's this, and I'm just like, I don't know what to think. Well, here's the thing. The arc is going to involve, the, the, the solicit for the first part of this mentions that Batman brings in Jefferson Pierce to train Cassandra Kane and uh, Duke Thomas. So it kind of okay. feels like... There's, there's going to be an Outsiders book out, spinning out of this, and it's going to be Black Lightning leading the team with characters like Cassie Kane and Duke Thomas and maybe some others that may be relevant. I, 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 I get that he's a teacher, but why can't, like... Well, when, when, you say, when you say teach, I don't think it's necessarily train or to fight, because we know she can fight. She can fight I, better I, than I else. I know that, but... Yeah, that's such an odd pairing, Duke and... Here's my thinking. Actually, I'm wondering if this is going to be an Outsiders book that kind of is the new Detective Comics in the way that it's going to be all these like back characters with Black Lightning sort of leading the team. I can kind of see it being that. Yeah. Uh, So I'm just glad. Well, we'll see his daughters pop up too. You know, he had Thunder. Yeah, fun thunder and lightning. Uh, my my only real question here is like, I'm really happy. My, my favorite part of all this, obviously, I've been enjoying the Black Lightning TV show, so I'm glad. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, give me some Black Lightning in my books. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest takeaway from this though is okay, Cass is still around because obviously we're yeah. ending we're ending Tinian's detective. I was worried where she was going. Yeah. Now I'm just concerned where is Steph. So if Steph yeah. wants to end <laughs> up on this team with Black Lightning, I will be also okay with that. I'd be delighted by that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. although with Birds of Prey ending too, I feel like that's right for a, a relaunch with with Steph. It could be. It could be. Yeah, I've been, there's, there's options here. We, we obviously we're just speculating. Well, we don't really well, know. Yeah, but, more, we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, when we get to tech in the review, because there's a lot of stuff It feels like it's being yeah. seeded now. However, I think what we can agree on, five-issue arc, that seems like a guest arc where he's not like sticking around, yeah. called On the Outside with Black Lightning training some back characters, this is leading to an Outsiders book, right? That's the one part we agree mm-hmm. on, right? That's that's what it feels like. That, that, that feels like a dead certainty <laughs> at this point. But hey, maybe they'll be wrong. Maybe they'll swerve us and they'll do something else. But that, that's what I'm feeling right now. This is leading yeah. to an Outsiders book of some kind with Black Lightning and then some of the, maybe the, the, the characters from Detective Comics. Where Detective might go back to be a bit more, I don't know. Uh, you know, while Batman's doing the, the marriage and stuff, maybe Detective will become the classic mm-hmm. Batman on his own kind of detective stories or something. I don't know. Yeah. Although if you want, you want to see me lose my mind, Katana shows up at the end of that first and you get Katana and Cassandra Kane together, and my brain explodes, and that's it. So, 
All right. Um, my only final point I want to make on this is I've got a feeling that obviously this is starting at 982. It's five issues. It'll go up to 987. At that point, there's 13 issues till 1000. I have a theory that I don't think they're going to start whoever the next big run's going to be until 1001, like Bendis on action. I feel like it might be a couple of guest arcs until we get to like 999. Yeah. And then we'll have a big 1000 issue like action and then we'll start whoever the next big run's going to be with 1001. That would be my guess at this point. Yeah. But, hey. Because I don't think anyone wants to have the middle of the run be action one or detective 1000, right? Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like they want that as a new starting point for everyone after 1000. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been my guest there. All right, still not done. <laughs> Jeez, a lot of news this week. What do you want? Uh, so what do we have next? Well, so we have news that issue forty-eight and forty-nine of Batman are going to be this like sort of pre-wedding kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. called the Best Man Parts One and Two. Seems this is going to be the the story that's set up in the the what was it called? The the, the magazine that's got all the different short shorts. Yeah, you know the, the twenty-five cent one. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about. Yeah. Uh, the free comic day stuff. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of the stories in that is a Tom King Batman story with the, where the Joker finds out that he's getting married. And this seems mm-hmm. to be the two-parter where Joker's going to sort of interrupt everything. There's a, there's a great cover uh, 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 from Of Johnny. course he wants to be the best man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and it's the, the cover that's out for issue, I think, 48, is Joker, like, whacking, like, a chessboard and all the pieces, mm-hmm. like, one's Batman, one's Catwoman, and then like, one Batgirl, one's Nightwing, and it, but it's him, like, you know, just angrily smashing the chessboard. It's a really good cover. I mean, you expect it from Janin, but it's great. So, right, so that's the, that's the two-issue thing that's leading up to issue 50, which is going to be the actual wedding issue. Right? They're making a big deal. They're doing, a, they're doing a wedding album hardcover, I think, <laughs> later in the year. They're just art. Which they did, for, they did. did it for Lois and Clark, I believe, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, they, they did. That's what I was just saying. Uh, I I feel he did something special for for Ollie and Dinah, too, but not, nothing that's extravagant because I mean mm-hmm. it was Green Arrow, not Batman. So, but yeah, well that makes sense. I uh, wonder 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 Woman and Steve tying the knot. We can do uh, do a big wedding thing for as them. As soon as too. as soon as he stops calling her Angel all the damn time. <laughs> oh man. Because actually, we forgot to mention last week that they put out like the two variant covers of like one's like Bruce in his, his suit and then one's Selena in her wedding dress, and they're making a big deal of yeah. it. I'm just like, I can just see them doing that for Wonder Woman later on, and it, but it'll be like a dress that has her color scheme like somehow integrated. Oh into no, it. she gets married in battle armor. Oh, sure, I'm not, I'm not gonna argue with that. <laughs> so anyway, so, so we have that to a short lead into it, but the big thing they've announced here. Mm-hmm is that there's going to be five one-shots before the wedding issue, uh, all written by Tim Seeley. So, okay, okay Tim Seeley. That's cool. I'm, I'm into well, I like Seeley in the Bat realm. Yeah, I like Grayson, I like Nightwing. Yeah. So, so basically what this this is, uh, five prelude to the wedding one-shots, which will all explore different storylines that will take place as the Bat and Cat prepare for the big day. All issues are written by Tim Seeley, who is accompanied by different artists in each issue. I've got all those artists as well, I can tell you as we go. Um, and the five covers will connect to make one big image, right? So that's what's happening. And basically what each of these are is each one focuses on a different member of the Bat family fighting a different villain from the Bat family. Uh, so it feels like during preparing for the wedding that each of the characters, like, you know, maybe Dick's trying to get the rings ready and he ends up, you know, fighting Hush, right? That's this that's, that's issue. Nightwing yeah. Hush, right? So here's, here's, the, here's the five books. I've got descriptions for all of them. I'm not going to read them all because we'll be sitting here forever reading five descriptions. Uh, but I'll tell you what they all are and who the artists are for each book, right? 
So the first one, and this is the, the book that was referenced earlier that's out in May. So this is actually kind of like being kind of mm-hmm. retroactively solicited. So on May 30th, uh, we're getting uh, Robin versus Razal Ghul. So that's Damien versus Razal Ghul. Yeah. Uh, art in that one's by Brad Walker and Drew Hennessy. So, right? So that's that one. Mm-hmm. And then, and these are weekly, of course. So the following week, you get Nightwing versus Hush number one. Uh, art in that one's by Travis Moore. A uh, week after that, you're getting Batgirl versus the Riddler number one, art by Minkayu Jung. That's probably, mm-hmm. my, that's probably the most exciting one so far. I can only that, do that. Um, oh, no, wait. The, no. Nightwing versus Hush. I saw that, and... Oh, man. That's exciting. Fair enough. Uh, week after that, we're getting Red Hood versus Anarchy number one. Not yeah. as excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> That is Tim Seeley, so I mean, obviously we'll read it, but like, uh, yeah, arts by uh, Avier Fernandez on that one, and then the final one, the week before the wedding, is Harley Quinn versus the Joker number one, which is an interesting one, because uh, Harley oh. Quinn apparently is uh, there is Selena's friend. She she's like on the the, the bride side, which is actually kind of a cool touch if you're a fan of Gotham yeah. City Sirens and various other things. Exactly. Uh, art and that one's by uh, Sammy Bazari or Baz- Basri, sorry. Uh, so yeah, so that's the whole thing. Um, I, I, I want to read the Batgirl read the one. On the eve of Batman's wedding to Catwoman, two of Gotham's finest men's clash, and her role as Oracle Barbara Gordon wired all of her allies together. But when the Riddler takes on Batgirl, that doesn't really tell us anything. I, I thought it was going to tell us what they're all doing before the wedding, and that's what led to no, the fighting. But, but the Nightwing hush one says Dick Grayson has a lot of responsibility. Being the original partner to Batman, he's the natural choice to be Bruce's best man. So if anyone is, has to get to the wedding, it's going to be him. Too bad Hush has other plans, and maybe Bruce Wayne does too. Yeah, so, so I'll, I kind of like the idea that all these are either going to start on the day or the night or, or night yep. before, where they're either preparing or on their way to the wedding, and then get interrupted by a villain. It's kind of like Hangover Gotham Edition. It kind of is. I, what I like about it is I like the idea that it's like, of course Batman's wedding would be the most chaotic thing to get to ever. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, you'll be delighted to know that's the end of the news, Matt. <laughs> Oh good. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the quick movie news. Ah, uh, I mean, actually, here's the thing. I actually took out some news uh, because yeah. they also announced more uh, Hanna Barbara one shots where it was like mixing yeah. up the uh, because I uh, because uh, the guy who's uh, doing detective. Uh, yeah. Get back to that news. Brian Hill. Uh, Brian Hill. Uh, he's doing one of the one shots, and where is it? Yes, it's a Black Lightning one shot where he teams up with Hong Kong Fui. Yeah. I'm all for it. it. That's great. And it has a hilarious title. You want to read that full title real quick? Oh, I'll, I'll go back down to it. Uh, uh, who the hell cares? You should just buy it because it will be the great. Because <laughs> it will be great. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, that's uh, that's the spirit of Hanna Barbera in a nutshell. Oh yeah. Uh, Honestly, yeah, we could do do about the movie news. Uh, yeah. I, I think I forget about it because we do the movie news show. But yeah, we should mention yeah. it here as well. Uh, especially since we're talking Mr. Miracle this week, it's that's that's that was my tie. If we weren't, yeah. then I would have let it go. But so uh, out of nowhere this week, they announced that there's going to be a new Gods movie, and that they've hired Ava DuVernay, or she's in talks at least to direct it. Yeah, and and this was people have been pointing out probably in the works for a while because when mm-hmm. they asked her Marvel or Star Wars, she's like neither. Not only uh, that. In December, then, on Twitter, yeah. uh, she was asked who her favorite superhero was, and she responded with Big Barda. Which is yeah. even if she wasn't doing anything, that's a really cool answer. No, that's really that's really is. unique. <laughs> I like that. And so, 
I, I've yet to see Wrinkle in Time. I, I probably won't make it to the theater because now we're hitting the, the glut. Summertime is is starting earlier and earlier every year. Oh, yeah. We've, we've um, got weekly big movies to review, Matt, for the next like four weeks. Yeah, I know. I know. We, so. we, we've got Tomb Raider, Pacific Rim 2, Ready Player 1, and then I Kill Giants all in a row. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, no, no time for Wrinkle in Time, but every review I've heard about it was it's visually fantastic. Story, not so much. Uh, but that makes me think of like her being able to capture the new gods and the awe and and all of that. Yeah, I mean, Perfect. obviously the hope here because I can't remember who I've, I've not got it in front of me, but they did hire a script writer as well. There's a writer been mm-hmm. hired. Uh, yeah. So if the script is good and then she like nails the visuals, yeah, we could be into something here. I mean, uh, me and Connor were debating on the movie news about you know what it might focus on and how like. You know, Scott and Bard's like beginnings will probably be part of the plot, and how they'll, you know, Darkseid will want to kill New Genesis. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like you'd want to focus on them, but you also kind of want Orion because that that's part of their oh, yeah. that initial I, story too. Yeah, I don't think you it's going to be the the main plot of the movies, uh, Miracle and yeah. Barda, but I think that'll be like one of the three things it's about. Like you know, yeah. like there'll be the overall war between Apocalypse and New Genesis, mm-hmm. and then you'll have uh, like him trying to escape and falling for Big Bard and. Uh, Hey Matt, on-screen Granny uh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. That's a possibility I mean, here. <laughs> Ed Asner still around to, the, to do the voice? I don't know. The cartoons? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find which which writer that they got. Uh, I just pulled up the article, but I'm scanning and I can't see it. But I mean, that's pretty cool. I'll come at the rest. Oh no! Of it's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll open up my movie news document and I'll. Check I, I got it. it. It's, it's Cario Salem, oh, who did Chasey Fabrics. <laughs> so, eh, we'll see. But if it's going to work with uh, Duvernay, and she is a big fan, I mean, who who throws out Big Barda? Even if you were planning on on this, like, yeah, you know, that just tells me she is a fan. So, I'm kind of I'm excited for this more than so. I mean, I'm not I'm not heavily into the new gods like Timmy is, you know. But I do appreciate them for what they are, so I definitely would love to see them on the big screen. Yeah, no, uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping this all all pans out and we get some sort of wacky, insane movie that will largely be disconnected from the rest of the movie, so we can kind of just yeah, do it. Yeah, and, and that's and that's perfect because that's the new gods. I, I love them when they're not like like you know we always talk about Mr. Miracle. It feels like it's part of the DCU, but it's also outside of the DCU. Yeah. So, and you can do that in the movies right now. And I'll tell you this though: if the poster doesn't say Dark Side is on it, I'm I'm out. Yeah. Well, that that needs to be the teaser poster. It does. That needs to be the one they give out for free at Comic Con. It's just a black yeah. poster that says Dark Side yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. And at the bottom, just in small text, New Gods coming 2022 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mitch Mitch probably had the the best tweet about this, where people are already fan casting it. Mm. And he's like, you know, normally I don't care about fan cast. They're cool or sometimes they're terrible. But when you've worked on these characters as long as I have right now, I'm like, you don't even know them. And it was, it was pretty funny. So, but yeah, that's an exciting time for, I mean, the fact of a New Gods movie even happening and a Shazam movie. And after, you know, BVS came and tanked, it just it blows my mind. Yeah, and, you know, the Shazam set photos, the costume looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I mean... These are these are B level Warner's properties. You know what I mean? Like you never would have thought. And Flash has a TV show again. And it's not 1992, and it's good. 
you know, Supergirls on TV. Supergirls on TV. We, we've got a Legends of Tomorrow TV show, which is a show mm-hmm. full of C-listers as a team yeah, that is somehow exactly. consistently really entertaining. Yeah, how do how do they nail the C-listers, but whiff on Batman for so many years until uh, Nolan? I, I I don't know. I I really don't know. Oh. But I mean, like hell, last week's episode of Legends or this week's episode of Legends featured them going back to save rock and roll because uh basically infinity stone it's not infinity stone but it's basically what it is right <laughs> um, it's a it's a forever rock yeah it messed up with elvis becoming elvis and they had to go back and save rock and roll wow that, that was the plot i hate that you're gonna get me to watch that and but this episode's mailed spoilers for this week's legend tomorrow mailed right but it resulted in elvis having to play a song so all the ghosts that came from the dead went back to their graves that was a scene in this week's legends god damn it that appeals to my terrible sensibilities so much hey you've never seen the episode i'm behind on supergirl and now i'm behind on legends the et episode of legends not only does the whole thing where young ray had like an et thing that's actually a dominator baby dominator Right? They actually do the flying past the moon thing at the end. Oh my god. Sounds like it's the funnest show on TV. Oh, it's a complete live action card. Season 1's terrible. Season 2 yeah. onwards, blast. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I'll get caught up when I'm caught up on these other ones. And Black Mirror and all these other things I'm missing. It's... I have no time. Uh, you watched the first Black Mirror though, for the new season, right? USS Callister? I did. I did. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love that episode. It was a bit. I mean, not to put you off watching the rest, but that was the best episode of the season. For yeah, me. I've heard, I've heard that, but I've also heard there's a couple other, you know. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. Are, there's definitely a lot yeah. two that I quite like, but the, that yeah. was that, that was my favorite. It wasn't before. like it definitely doesn't feel like it's as divided as last year, where or last season, where a lot of people were all about playtests, like myself, and other people were all about San Junipero. You know, I think they're all great. Just uh, what appeals to you more. That's one definitely I've heard more. That first episode yeah. was. I, I think I think the big problem is that there's one this year or two this year that I think are just kind of bad, and that, uh, that yeah. kind of sucks. But hey, there's still a few good ones. It got renewed though. We're getting season five, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. What we get next time. With that said, though, Matt, is it time to finally get talking about books? I think it is. I love how you were complaining before we started that we had so much news. I know. And then you're the one who's like, oh, we got movie news to talk about as well, Peter. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about those. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we can breeze through some of these books. The other ones I know we're going to take time on. But some of them this week was... Oh, I was sure, a bit yeah. disappointed overall uh, with some of them. This was a way better think... week than last week, Matt. Don't even start with the next Yeah, Friday. but I also... There, there was things I came into with high expectations that kind of let me down. So... <laughs> all right i'm curious as to what those were but uh yes, we'll start do. we'll start with detective comics 976 james tenney in the fourth on the writing and javier fernandez on the art uh mm-hmm. so we're still dealing with the fallout of everything that happened with uh with batwoman shooting clayface mm-hmm. not batwoman mm-hmm. herself there's a lot about batwoman there but we see batwoman with the colony and she, she's with uh, asriel and uh, batwing and they're going yeah. around being colony. And I kind of like their discussion because she's basically like, hey, nine times out of ten, I agree with Batman. Find another way. Yeah. But there's always that tenth time where you have to do the killing. So we're going to be that. That's what we're going to do. Um, so that's what uh, And it about. makes sense that Azrael's on her side because, I mean, he was the knight of the Order of St. Dumas. Mm-hmm. So he, he knows he knows about that tenth time. And then I, 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 I'm i intrigued why Luke Fox is there. You know? You know, just... 
outside of needing something for him to do, I don't, I don't feel like he's necessarily that in line with Kate, but it adds I, to a fun... Yeah, I, I think what, what how you justify it is you say that, okay, he disagrees so strongly that there was another option with Clayface, that he that's made him see the idea that, no, sometimes you do have to go yeah. that final step, and that's why he's on her side. He just, he, he just agrees yeah. with that, basically. Oh yeah, I, I'm not put off by it. Like I yeah. like that, that visual of when we get introduced to, you know send them in and you turn the page and it's, it's Batwoman in her new colony suit, which is basically her old Batwoman suit with a new logo. Yeah. And, and Azrael and, and, uh, what's his name? Batwing. Batwing. Can't only call him, uh, Bat Knight. And I was like, that's not right. <laughs> but Batwing, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, we start with like a flashback to like cast, like, you know, beating up some bad guys, and then Clayface comes in as a help, because like, you, you don't realise it's a flashback at first, because at first you think, oh, she's dishing out her anger because she's still upset, but no, no, this is a flashback, and Clayface comes to help. Yeah, no, it said a couple weeks ago, up in the up in the corner. Oh, did it? Okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but either way, it still works, because yeah. you're not expecting Clayface to pop back in, you know, because you don't know how much time has passed since the last issue. Mm. So, but yeah, and then Clayface comes in and makes you feel sad, because you actually care for that big old ball of mud. You do, and, you, you really do, and it cuts to like Cass in therapy with Leslie Tompkins, and yeah. she's just like, oh, what if they have to kill me one day? And like, because she's like, cause it's, it's the way it ends. Because I love the way this double page like layout ends because she's talking to Leslie Tompkins, and she ends it with, um, yeah, I mean, eventually they have to kill her. I and mean, what if they have to do that to me one day? What if they can't trust me? And it, it's there's a final panel, just Bruce. He's watching this conversation in the cave, and he's just got his head down. He feels like he's failed. You feel the failure from him, and it's just like, oh man, this hurts. Because I, I think I, I uh, what I've really come to learn actually about both uh, Detective and Batman right now is that they're both in a lot of ways about Bruce actually kind of moving on and like healing from what you know. He's not just about oh my parents died, I need to war on crime. You know, Batman's about him accepting that he's he's allowed happiness, so he's going after the, you know he's, he's marrying Catwoman. This book's about him actually building a family, and it's starting to crumble, and it actually hurts a lot because it felt like though there was potential here, and you, you know, yeah. Uh, weirdly, something. both about his failings. It's like maybe he's not the best leader, even despite his best efforts, because his way always isn't what's best for everybody. No. You know, and uh, he's slowly. I mean, to be fair, mo- most great Batman stories deal in some way that he's not actually perfect. He yeah. just tries to be. He tries to be the best he can. Well, and- that's. That's why I love Morrison Run so much is you didn't have that bat god that's infallible and he's always has a plan and you know we have to see the different ways he was dealing with this assault that you know attacked his psychology more than anything. Yeah. And here I feel it, it's not along those same lines where he's getting attacked but it, these are harsh lessons for him where he I, thought he had it all figured out. I think the bat god's okay in small doses. Like I think every so often you want him to just be a badass for you know well, in in big moments like final crisis yeah. i'm perfectly fine with it like morrison used it perfectly then you know and then as he was falling through yeah. time and the, 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 made his return the problem is when it's just back god all the time every time yeah that's what it's an there's issue that, but there's that future's end issue with him that i was just like i can't this I, I, I think there's inherently just like i think all superheroes every so often you want them to just stand triumphant and like beat the odds no matter what yeah. like, you always want those moments but yeah, so the big thing here, of course, is that Tim is uh, trying to rebuild the, the, the Gotham Knights again. 
and Bruce is basically hacked into his stuff and he's like, hey, you've got this basically... I mean, Tim is not envis- envisioning it as a dystopia, <laughs> but he's like, no. this is this future that we've been hearing about, this you know, Pax Bitmana. You're, you're a sci-fi fan, though. What when, when there's a big grand society, when do they ever envision it as a dystopia? It, they never do. It's, oh, that's, they always that's have true. utopia in mind. That's, 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 that's absolutely true. Road to hell's paved and, in good intentions, as they say. That's right. And uh, I just... This, this arc has made me gone from loving Tim to wanting to reach through the comic and shake him and go, <laughs> stop. Stop. All right? Listen to somebody for once. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he's like hell-bent in this. And Batman's yeah. like saying, hey, no, like I care about what happens to you. In fact, one of my complaints with the, the art in the book, the art is typically very good. I do think when Batman turns around and says, I do care about you, I do think his face is like a bit weird on that page. It feels a bit sinister not where it shouldn't feel sinister. Yeah, it's you know, it's all it's almost got that, you you know the the creepy painting from it, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's also all like stretched out. It looks all just in a, in a minor yeah. way. It looks kind of like that. It's weird, uh, mm-hmm. like a Picasso painting. <laughs> sure, but yeah, it, it it didn't nail its exact you know intent, but I got what they were saying. Oh sure, and, yeah, but yeah. I just Tim like, and again, I'm coming from a place where we know what happens with Colony and. And whatnot from that Days of Future Bats. And it, yeah, uh, it, it storms off. You know, he overrides Bruce's controls of the cave and races off. And, yeah. and where it's going is, Ulysses shows up, who of course is his biggest fan, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, I've seen your future. You know, from 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 Bat Tim, I've hacked in and I've looked at things, and I know what's happening. I mean, he's been obsessed. He's been creating Tim related yeah. things left and right, and 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 whatnot. He's got yeah. one of his suits and the rest of it. Um, but it ends with the the Omax symbol. Like he's like, "Hey, yeah. I know what you're going to create." Let's yeah. let's make Omac together. He he wants to be buddies and like, you know. I, I do, I, you said who who wants it to be a dystopia? I feel like you you is here yeah. wants it to be a dystopia. Well, of course, but we we get that. I mean, from the time you see him, he's basically Doctor Claw and Inspector Gadget sitting in the shadows in his, the chair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he is bad guy du jour. Uh, I wonder if we do get an Omac technology that's kind of like the Omac project, where it's in random people. Because uh, you remember when they did the, the first arc with the uh, League of Shadows and they said that the Shadows could have been anybody. Yeah. You yeah. never know who they are. I feel like they were seeding OMAC because that's how the OMAC project dealt with them. Where they could override, you know, there, there's nanites that could overwrite your DNA and turn you into an OMAC. Uh, so that would be cool. That's kind of what they're hinting at. Uh, but yeah, Tim, I just... I don't like him being shitty. Like I liked it's, him as as the smart kid that you know wants to do good. And here it's like he he doesn't care about doing good. He wants to be right. And I always you know honestly always I, I feel like that this time in Detective Molinathan said to me that Tim really doesn't want to be a hero anymore. He wants to retire and do other things. Um, and I I wonder if like yeah well like send them off to college for a bit maybe maybe we could get like a veronica mars style book with tim at college solving cases I while he's while he's learning <laughs> yeah even a mini or whatever that's just him yeah. at, at ivy university in no, you know, no, no, their foot. no costumes or capes or anything like that no. but he he's still a detective so he starts helping in a veronica mars style way i could see that been fun yeah and you know because you kind of want him you know that he's the best robin you know like for all kinds of purposes well Hey, you should have done the the Damien. Uh, uh, should have done. Should have done. Hey, we, we yeah. got to. Uh, 
you know, and I and I want him to keep that. I like that he always thought he was the one to become Batman, you know. And here it's like, well, no, I want to be bigger than Batman. And I get that, and I get the the Arrow arc, but I don't like him, and I think that's Tinian's point, as we're not supposed to like him right now. But I think mm. it goes too far. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I, I, overall, I think the issue's uh, a fine issue. I, I love the casting yeah. crazy stuff. Uh, I like what it's building to with the colony, and I like what it's building to with uh, Omak. Um, and yeah. I, I think ultimately, though, it's an issue that doesn't really stand on its own as exciting because it's, it's very much setting up the play, the, the pieces. Yeah, mostly. it's transitional. Yeah, so uh, which yeah. is fine. Obviously, you have to have those issues, but yeah. uh, it, it, it makes I for also, like a you know not a landmark issue. It's just a kind of a no. But I one. do like the Kate and Colony stuff because it doesn't make it seem like it's this this bad organization. It's like no, we're gonna be. What Batman Eternal was supposed to be, and that's what I think is it's funny that this hmm. arc is titled Batman Internal Eternal, not internal. But yeah, it's kind of that's what Bruce wanted with the Eternal run, and Tinian worked on that with Snyder, so it's this, you know, worldwide Batman program. And it seems like it fits. They just they'll shoot a bad guy if they have to. Yeah, full circle. There you go. So, uh, I guess that'll wrap up tech. Uh, we'll move on to Action Comics 999. Dan Juggins and uh, Will Conrad on the art. The 999 I can't get over just because it's... It's the last uh, triple digit, Matt. This is it. Say bye-bye. But it, it, it just reminds me of the old Hitler Reacts gif. The 999. <laughs> like, I can't. Okay, it's, all right, okay. Yeah. So, I see where we go with it. But yeah, Jurgens, it definitely feels like the culmination of the stuff he had started in the Lois and Clark book. Yeah, yeah, this this was definitely better than the last arc, I'll give it that. Uh, especially the Superman stuff, I actually really like that the, the Superman side of the, the issue is him basically saying, hey, the Phantom Zone is cruel, and Joel yeah. maybe had a good idea with it, but I don't think he realised how how yeah. awful it was. So I'm it's going to... It's not rehabilitative, Yeah, that's even a word. Like, yeah. Yes, <laughs> but he's going to like no. Hank Henshaw was put in there, you know, earlier on in the run. I'm going to take him out because this is not right. So he's he's actually saving uh, a planet from an asteroid, but there's like a, yeah. a mineral in the middle of the asteroid that's like indestructible. So he he uses that to build a cell for Hank Henshaw. So he, he takes Hank Henshaw out of the Phantom Zone, has a bit of a fight to calm him down, and mm. then puts him in the cell. It gives him some of the old, uh, you know, his crystals, the Kryptonian crystals that do uh, holograms, yeah. and he can relive memories of his family when he was happy and stuff. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, he did reference some destroying Coast City, which I thought was an interesting. Uh, yeah, continuity pull, but uh, yeah, uh, well, I mean, Jurgens was the guy to do that. Too, that's true. So if anyone's gonna address it, it was him. And I also feel like I realized in this issue his affinity for the cyborg Superman with Hank and Shaw, because hmm. I remembered he did create him. He created, you know, the whole Death and Return of Superman was was I would say ninety five percent Jurgens. So a lot of my favorite things that have come out from Connor Kent to Booster Gold. Are Jurgens, so it makes sense. Like he'd want to put a cap in some of these things, and here he does with Henshaw, and I and I like the arc because this even works with pre-rebirth, pre-flashpoint Hank Henshaw as a you know full story. Yeah, it it, it doesn't matter. Uh, like it, it, you you could read this just post all the the. Yep. Other stuff from before New Fifty Two, if you wanted to, and it would mm-hmm. work as a conclusion for him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
so uh, so that, that stuff was good because it was very, it was very Superman. It was him being you know uh, forward thinking and being compassionate. Yeah. Uh, and then the other stuff was uh, Sam Lane coming for dinner and fighting with Lois about Superman. <laughs> Uh, God, he's the worst father-in-law. Oh yeah, he is, he's he is so paranoid. The father-in-law archetype. Yeah, yeah. And John's trying to keep the peace, and it's not working. <laughs> uh, and Clark kind of shows up and is like, "Hey, you're supposed to be, you know, John's grandfather. Let's uh, let's sit down and have dinner." And it ends with them having dinner. I didn't like the Lois and Sam stuff as much, mainly because I feel like I've just I've seen the conversation so many times. It's at the this same point. one every time. Yeah. yeah. So. I, that's right. The ending was sweet, but the like yeah, the Superman side of the story was definitely the one that I, I enjoyed in the book. Yeah, this is this is what I was one of the books I was referring to was a little disappointing because mm. I did like the Cyborg Superman stuff, but the Sam Lane all all of that setup that we got with Booster changing the timeline and, and all this just for Sam Lane to just go, oh, okay, I love my family. No, you know, I still don't trust true. Superman, but I love my family. And it's kind of like yeah, felt kind of wasted, but you get that. Maybe Jurgens had to wrap it up quicker because Bendis is coming, you know. <laughs> Bendis is coming. Uh, yeah. I, f- I, f- I mean, to be fair, I feel like it wouldn't matter who was next. I think whoever was next was going to start at one thousand one. You think so? You don't think they were just going to let Jurgens go? Nah, I I think it was uh, going to be a fresh start. I, well, then that upsets me a little bit more that he knew this was his end point and this is how it's still. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there was ever a, a thought in his head that he was going past one thousand. Because mm-hmm. I just I'm chasing the arc from from rebirth and you know the whole Zod stuff that he had done that he had set up with when Superman went blind and then Cyborg Superman. Which, you, you which know. is fun, the funny thing about the Zod thing that, that the Zod and his family is kind of left dangling for whoever wants to pick that up now. Yeah, well, so. that's in uh, in Halibals. They're dealing with that right now. Oh, interesting. So. Okay. But yeah, so the art was okay in this. Like, I wasn't blown away. It was fine. Uh, but it was just a lot of, you know, the, the Kent's apartment in Metropolis. Yeah, uh, honestly, mm-hmm. action, pretty much since the starts, bounced around good, not great, but good, okay, yeah. mediocre, occasionally a little bit bad. Like, that is, it's been just, you know... If, it, if you're doing a line, a graph of the quality, it's just been up and down, up and down, all the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. I I go back to like the when when you had those guys that were gonna kill Luther because he was gonna become the greatest threat to the universe. Mm. Like I really like that stuff. Uh, the Doomsday stuff at the beginning was okay too, but yeah, it's been kind of just coasting along. I, I've never been, you know, super down on it, but. I also yeah. never been really super high on it, so you know, just the rise at midline, I think. So hey, uh, but I will move on then. So that's action nine nine nine. Next time we talk about action comics, will be issue one thousand, which is getting a special episode to itself because our episode one hundred is the same week. So we're doing that, and then we're doing episode one hundred with the regular books and a little bonus yeah. thing that we'll do. Kind of worked out perfectly. Weirdly, I don't know it's bizarre, right? Uh, so let's move on to Wonder Woman number forty two. Um, now, obviously, we were very negative on the last issue of this. <laughs> yeah. Very negative. Uh, one of our, our Twitter followers pointed out how all the people that Diana fought were some part of Super Team from Wonder Woman's past, which, that's pretty cool. Um, with Robinson to pull in there. But that's all I gained from that issue. That Otherwise, that issue was a waste. Yep. Uh, 
And then, of course, if you like that issue, you're getting a lot more Jason in this issue. Jason's around, he's got a fancy suit, he, he's, got, he's got superior flying speed, and... But why? I can't remember. Alright, well, I don't care. <laughs> that, that's how I went reading this book. Well, here, here's the thing, though. Like, I think there's a possibility to do something with, okay, suddenly you have this extra power or this extra thing that you don't know where it came from. We could play with that mystery. But we, we we care so little about this character and we were just hoping he'd be gone more. But he wasn't. He he disappeared at the end of an issue and appeared at the, the end of the, the next issue. Yeah. So now we just have him around. And then and they reminded us about the Deep Six BS. Like, yeah, I felt, that, that flashback felt kind of pointless to me. It was like... Yeah. Not kind of pointless. It was pointless. It was like, like oh, girl's going to show up. and They could have done it in a page. Yeah, Instead of three or four. The, the whole point of that flashback was, uh, oh, I realised that Grail probably set them up so that she could look yeah. like a, a hero to me. And I'm like, well, that didn't need three or four pages of the fighting. How many pages? Oh, oh I'm going to count. I'm curious now. Good. Count those. Two, three, four, five. It's more than four. Six, oh, man. Yeah, five and a half. So that's a 22-page book, right? Yeah, five. Oh, that's not five and a half. Just five, right? Five pages of this flashback. So that's almost a fifth of that book was flashback. That was unnecessary. Well, it's more like a quarter. Yeah, yeah. I was rounding down, but yeah. (laughs) God, I hate Jason so much. You can hit that button. I don't care. I'm just. I'm over it. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. The the one oh, over my face too. That's great. <laughs> Look, it was set up. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I am intrigued to who these benefactors are that he doesn't, you know, because it could literally be anything. I, <laughs> I <laughs> oh boy, this is about as subtle as sparkles on a rainbow. Uh, but uh. Anyways, his benefactors that are mysterious. Is it another pantheon of gods? I kind of hope it's not because I like how Rucka had dealt with the gods. And I, you know, even how Azarello had dealt with them, you know, this just makes it go back. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I I haven't even mentioned that. So it's uh, James Robinson and Jesus Marino. The art's pretty decent. That's that's one thing. Art's decent. Yeah. Uh, I'll also say... I do kind of like how when they get to Grail, because the, the issue all in the flashback is them flying to get to Grail, because they know she's at X place, yeah. and Wonder Woman fights with her, the fight's okay, and then she gets her in the lasso. I actually did kind of like the interrogation, because it's like, okay, yeah. well, she she can't lie. It kind of ends with her revealing that she has the power now to kind of break out of it, which, okay, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, because she, she's the blood of Amazons and Apocalypse, so yeah. that makes sense. But, no, I actually, I actually did kind of like some of the beats in there. I, I liked when... She's like digging for information, and she like mentions, "Oh, he's trying to like you know connect to the old, the old times and the gods and other parts of the pantheon." Yep. Like, what do you mean other parts? She's like Themyscira. It's like and like Wonder yeah. Woman's reaction to like finding out Darkseid's trying to get to Themyscira before it became yeah. cut off from the world. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's and nice. he wants an army. You know, he's he's trying to get the Amazons. Yeah, you know, that's, that's and we find out. Nice things you know, they, they channel that energy and whatnot. And, you know, the plot's fine, but yeah. I don't like how much, like, I, I, I'm i pretty much a fan of most things Johns does, but this might be the worst thing he's ever done, is give us yeah, Jason. Is set this up and then leave and go, hey, someone yeah. else take care of this. 
Yeah, have fun. Oh, your mic's gone, Matt. You can literally do anything you want. Mic's gone, Oh, Matt. you're doing that? Oh. Uh, and then the, the book basically just ends with, uh, like, okay, we don't have enough of these artifacts that we've been stealing. Uh, Argus has got all the ones that we didn't get. Mm-hmm. Let's go break into Argus. That's the cliffhanger. So. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, don't, we're, I mean, I, we're reading this just because we're we've, we're being kind of loyal to it because it's Wonder Woman, and we are, we're hoping that they announce a new team soon. Hopefully, with all these other new books and changes coming in like June, July, we finally get the the announcement of hey, new run on Wonder Woman by so and so and so. Yeah, I feel so stupid for complaining about Shea Fontana. I'm gonna say this every every week. Yeah, you wish we had Shea Fontana back. I do because at least at least while I, it didn't appeal to my sensibilities. It was still a little bit fun to read, you know. Like there was a, a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh yeah, the, I, I liked like there was a couple of issues that introduced some ideas I was I wasn't big on, but there was like two or three of those yeah. five issues that I thought were genuinely fun issues. Yeah. So and I'll take you know that over what we're getting now, and I feel like the only thing that's keeping me getting this every single week is my collector mentality. Of well, I have forty two issues. You know, 40 issues, I might and, as well keep going. And you, you know that, like, issue 49 is going to be the start of a new run by someone you care yeah. about, and it's like, oh, I don't want a gap. If Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. Which is terrible. Yeah, that's what happened to me with Superman when uh, when the writer that must not be named was mm-hmm. on there. I finally dropped it for the first time in, like, 10 years. Uh, and as soon as I did that, they announced that Johns was going to be writing tonight. <laughs> I have like a three issue gap in between those. Uh, yeah. Not John's best work, admittedly, that little Superman. It's run. not, but it was better than, you know, that other writer. Oh, of so. course, yeah. Uh, so, so now that's Wonder Woman. I, I have got nothing else to say. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Flash number 22. Next, Joshua Wilmson and Dan Panosian uh, on the art. Uh, the art would be my, my one main negative here, is I think the art's a bit rough. Uh, if I get, it, it actually cool. gets rougher as it goes. I don't know. There's certain parts where it looks really good, like like the ground in the beginning looks huh? terrible, but it, you know there's ground in the middle where he's with uh, with Negative Flash with Mina, and it looks like a legit gorilla. Like he used photo reference, so I appreciated that. Uh, some of the up close stuff is okay. I didn't like the coloring because the coloring made it look like a pulp comic at parts. At least the the mm. physical copy I was reading. It had those dots for the color, you know, and, and there was one over Mina's face where it was supposed to be shadow, but they were all those those old school dots, and I was just like, oh, that's not a good look. Yeah. I don't know if that translated on the on the digital. No, I mean, no, I see it. And there was yeah. just a couple of pages. There was one page where Wally's running towards the, for lack mm. of a better word, the camera at the top of the page. Yeah. And it just looks weird and deformed. Even the logo on his chest looks really sloppy. Yeah. His face looks bad. Like, it was just, as I was reading it, there was more and more panels where I was like, oh, what's happening here? Uh, yeah. So that's unfortunate. Um, uh, but Speaking yeah. of sloppy with Williamson, I thought that it was, it was Barry that taught Avery how to calm down and not phase in and out. Because uh, here... It was, yeah. Here, she says it was Mina. And I was just like, okay, that's not correct. Yeah, I remember it being Barry as well. You're right. Yeah. So, but yeah, she says, you know, you you taught, you know, Kid Flash how to control your thing. You taught me how to 
not phasing out. And I was like, no, Williamson, you were writing this. You have no excuse, man. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know how to excuse that. That's that's a shame. Uh, however, yeah. I did like the rest of the issue writing wise. Oh, uh, as did I. Uh, I'm intrigued who this other Barry that you know before he was hit by the lightning because we really don't get much of that. I mean, mm. young Barry with his mom, you know, uh, and then he's Flash, right? But this one that August is talking about, like you became a different man when you were hit by the lightning. Who was that Barry? I want to. I want to see that. Like, I'm intrigued by that. It's interesting. Obviously, it deals with the fact that Barry's kind of obsessed with getting his power back, and he kind of ignores yep. everyone's warning. Uh, obviously, there's young Wally and Avery are trying to talk to Mina. Mina's, like, just flat-out evil. She's, like, sort of playing them along for a little bit, and she thinks yeah. she's about to zap them. Uh, Godspeed just flat-out calls Barry out and he's shit. You just... Yep. You want me to help because it gives you, like, a free pass because, you know, you can yeah. feel better about what you're doing if I'm helping you. Uh, so, like, the August... He's, he's a perfect anti-hero here because, yeah, he killed people, and, yeah, that's terrible. But, like, when he sees me, he's like, yeah, yeah, so I guess I kind of killed you. So sorry about that. But <laughs> I, I did like that. And yeah. uh, I like also that they tie, you know, the speed force back to the gorillas. And the uh, Grodd is the one that created a black hole. And it's based off of that, you know, uh, the, the wall paintings and stuff in, in Gorilla City that Salivars mm-hmm. showed Barry before. I thought that was all cool, fun Flash mythos stuff. Yeah, and obviously Wally, uh, you know, de- dealing with uh, the Speed God and yep. running in, trying to stop what's happening. Of course, Barry doesn't listen. Barry uses the lightning rod. He gets his powers back. He's like, you know, full page spread. I'm oh. Barry. I'm the Flash. I'm the fastest man alive. And then he's like, yeah, you should have listened because then the final cliffhanger is like, oh no, yep. by doing this, you've given Grodd complete control of the Speed Storm. He and- is the storm. Yeah. And we yeah. see that he is now controlling all of the other speedsters. They're all kind of like possessed with Grodd, which is, you know... Which is fire. scary, because yeah. he, he used to be able to do that anyways with his mind control, right? It's telepathy, but now telepathy plus speed force. Like, yeah. I, I feel like the rogues are going to be making an appearance soon. Uh, D- does Barry get the rogues to help? <laughs> I I think a lot, something along those lines. It may you need know? to. I mean, jeez. Yeah, because who can take on the flashes? You know the rogues, mm. or maybe maybe the renegades from the future. Maybe that's how we'll we'll tie that in that they come to Barry really mess us oh, up. Maybe. You know, but yeah, and I also like being a Wally West guy. Like he is my Flash. Mm. I do appreciate Barry, but the the pedestal that Williamson's putting him on, where they're like, oh, he's having no problem dealing with Raijin. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. Grodd's like, you know, he has an understanding of the Speed Force. Yeah, because he doesn't know who he is. He's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. This Flash is he. He has yeah. this connection to the Speed Force that is different from everyone else. Uh, so that's yeah. pretty cool. And he's just doing things with ease that Barry's been having issues dealing with, and I like that. You know? Yeah, and of course, uh, when he shows up next to Godspeed, Godspeed's like, oh, who's the rookie? And he's like, rookie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm Wally West, sunshine. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll excuse some of the sloppiness just because it plays to my fan sensibilities. Yeah, uh, no, that's, 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 no, I never even thought of that, but now that you've reminded me, I remember Barry being the one who said, hey, this yeah. is like how I did this, and I, you yeah. know, think of something calm. Uh, uh, maybe someone will correct us, maybe, the, maybe we were kind of misremembering that scene, because it was like yeah. way back initially, like three or four. Yeah, it was the, when they introduced bit. Avery, and then yeah. she's, she's gone on to become the Flash of, of China, which is cool. Like, I like that they gave her that spot. Yeah, and... more on that later. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. I wonder actually, like how that came about. Like, was that like kind of roughly planned, or did Yang 
you know, read Flash as he's writing. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, a Chinese Flash. Hey, yeah. uh, Joshua, can I can I steal yeah. this character when you're done? Well, and I feel too because she's American, so she fits in with Yang's, you know, sensibility because he did have that book, American Born Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. uh, and again, you, you've got her who's kind of an outsider with the rest of the Chinese yeah. characters because of the, yeah, the, 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 the things that work. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'm still loving this arc of the Flash. Mm-hmm. I, I still think it's it's, it's big prominent arcs putting Wally on a pedestal, as you say. Uh, I love that young Wally and Avery also feel a like good supporting cast. It really feels like all the speedsters yep. are kind of involved right now. All the ones feels we have like anyway. A, feels like a Flash family. It kind of does, doesn't it? Oh, uh, weird. And we're all building up to Flash War in May, which is going to mm-hmm. just about break his note out, I imagine. Uh, yep. So so here we go. So that's Flash. Which will take us swinging on to Supergirl number 19. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve Orlando's co-writer this month. Jodie Howes is back next month. But this month, his co-writer is Vita Ayala. I think I should say her last mm-hmm. name. Oh, I see. Close enough, Ayala. Tough name. I don't know. I haven't heard anyone pronounce it yet. So I'm just sort of shooting in the dark. Jamal Campbell's on the art. How did you feel about this issue of Supergirl? So, I appreciate what it did. Far too wordy. I had to read it in two parts. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Because uh, I actually, I quite liked it. Because I, I, I went yeah. in kind of feeling, okay, so how does not in this issue? I don't know how this one's going to be. It'll feel different, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think it ended up being a really nice little one one and done. Obviously, there's a, there's a lot about the start with like Bones, like just sort of like building the the final story for issue 20, yeah. which is the end of the series. But the, the, you know, the, the story just basically being this kid, this non-binary girl, well, I shouldn't say that. You know what I mean. That's non-binary kid. She, you know, yes. Yeah. Uh, but she, she, uh, I even she. They, right? They, they like have doubts about Supergirl, and Ben's interviewing her because, yeah, because uh, Lee, I think the name is uh, Lee's been writing like yeah. a like a, a blog post like for Catco's app, right, about yeah. how Supergirl's this great person, and Ben's been having these doubts, so he goes and interviews her, and I see. Like I said her again. It's just really hard. This is hard to untrain Damn. yourself. There you go. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really hard. But, but, but here's here's what I'll give you credit. At least you're conscious of it, and you're just not. Oh, I am. Any- no, it's just it's just really so, difficult because you you're so trained that everyone's one or the other. It's, it's, it's just, very yeah, it's, yeah. it's difficult. And, but anyway, so yeah. and Lee tells a story about how Supergirl was there because Lee was having trouble, like you know, getting bullied at school. Hadn't told her parents, you know, like again I said her. Uh, hadn't told their parents, their parents about what was going on and so on and so forth. And it was this story about how. Supergirl saved the day and then said, hey, if you need me, I'm still going to stick around and showed up and they had fun together. They did various things and, you know, gave out advice, all these other things. And it was kind of this story about how Supergirl stuck around and it wasn't just about punching things. It was about being there and being like a solid rock. And the article that was, you know, Lee writes later on is called uh, Indestructible Shoulder. Yeah. Uh, It almost felt like Supergirl's pal, Lee. Yeah. You know? and I, th- I think it was just a nice little feel-good, uh, you know, because this feels like the same type of story that I'd expect from Superman and, like, a, a yeah. one-shot issue where he'd be there for some kid who was having a problem of some kind, and, yeah. uh, you know. I, I think maybe, if I had a criticism, it's maybe the, the, the bully who's, like, you know, upset because like, his so parents are getting divorced finished. because his dad might be gay. Like, yeah. that was maybe just a bit on the nose, that part of it. Yeah. Well, and his but, little buddy's like, oh, like, father like son. It was just like, yeah. all right, well... It's just funny because it feels on the nose, but at the same time, I can't really argue and say that it's not realistic because I feel like yeah, there are oh, shits no. like this. That... Yeah, well, it's it's you know I I listened to Bill Hader talk about comedy writing this week, and he's mm. like, 
when you're doing satire, you you can go too far, right? And that's like they used to say in the SNL writing room, it's putting a hat on a hat. Mm. It's like, yeah, the hat's funny, but when you put a hat on top of the funny hat, it's not funny anymore. And I felt kind of like this is putting a hat on a hat because you're dealing with the non-binary issue, you know, and the the person bullying, and it was just kind of like, okay, well, and well, I liked. I, 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 I think you have to have the bully there because that was such a uh, big part of the plot. Well, yeah, but I'm just talking about the the, the, the friend that's like, hey, yeah, hey. The, the yeah. extra part where we get a bit more about what's going on with him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was just maybe a bit too on the nose. Uh, but I really like the rest of it. Obviously, it ends with the cliffhanger where Ben's like, oh, maybe, you know, I, I can't trust this Supergirl now. And yeah. he's on the phone to his parents. And then Supergirl shows up at his front door because she's like, oh, I heard you need help. And yeah. he's all shocked. And that's the, that's the oh. cliffhanger going into the final issue of the, the series. Yeah, I also like how it, it got into Ben and his family. That's kind of just like, yeah, they sent me out here. They wanted me to go to some prep school and mm. be put away, but I don't want to go to that place. I'm, you know, and so they're kind of just pay for everything he needs, and it's very distant. And I like that development with that character. Yeah. And then even even how Orlando dealt with the non-binary for someone that I don't want to say that I'm ignorant to this thing and stuff, but I definitely. I don't encounter it in my day-to-day yeah, life. Yeah, you're unaware, yeah. Yeah, you know, so I like how it handled with Lee being like, you know, everyone's, you know, says that I look like a, a guy, but I don't feel like a guy. But I, you know, I also don't feel like a girl because that feels wrong too. So I just, I don't yeah. feel like I belong anywhere. And I, it, right it, was, there, it was a really good issue at making you empathize with maybe something yeah. very specific that maybe you haven't encountered. I mean, exactly. I, I mean, we, we certainly haven't. Uh, we had we had that dead man mini, which also encountered yeah. this stuff as well, and that was I was, I was also very good at that because I felt like I'd learned a lot from that that mini series about yeah. something that I didn't know, and mm-hmm. I feel like this kind of like came in and kind of backed that up a little bit. Uh, yeah, definitely. And so, so. That, that's the part I like about it. But again, it was very wordy and just you know, but it never felt preachy. So that's why I, I like the. I like what was there. I just felt like it, it's cramming like, everything in. At one point, Lee kind of like when, when Supergirl eventually shows up and like kind of like stops the bully from you know yeah uh, attacking. I I felt like Lee afterwards said, "Hey, I actually really like that you were there to back me up, but you yeah. didn't speak for me either." And I feel like that's kind of like when you say it's not too preachy, that's kind of what it's doing. It's it's making yeah. the point, but it's not speaking for. You know, exactly. I, I don't know. It's, it's making it's, it's doing the same it's kind perfect. of thing. I, I think it's it works quite well in that sense. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I thought it was a great uh, one shot. Yeah. I'm sad the book's ending. Obviously, we know that she's going to play a big role in yeah. Bendis' Superman. So at least if she's a regular main character in that and she feels important mm-hmm. there, I won't be too pissed about it. But uh, no, what I do want going forward though is a concise Supergirl because I feel since New Fifty Two, she's jumped all over the place. Mm. I feel like she might age up a little bit for this Bendis run, but that's kind yeah. of natural. You can you can you can kind of take it. Okay, she's learned some stuff. She's aged yeah. up a little bit, uh, but hopefully it just continues the classic Supergirl that we've kind of had uh, oh. going forward. Um, yeah. So I mean, honestly, my my only real disappointment, other than just that I like the book, is that I feel like that's now two Supergirl series in a row. They started to find their feet, and then immediately <laughs> was yeah. like, okay, that's the end. Uh, this one yeah. was better throughout than the New Fifty Two one was, admittedly. But I feel like yeah. the, the stuff with Jodie Hauser and the, the last arc, and getting this final mm-hmm. issue, has definitely been the best the books had. Yeah, I love all so. the DEO stuff. So I mean, it's a shame to lose some of that. It was kind of like that that School of the Citadel. Mm. I loved all of that stuff, and and it feels like it's lost. But maybe, you know, maybe though they can pick it back up somewhere else. Yeah, you know. Um, and maybe maybe we'll get a new Supergirl book spinning out of the, the main Superman run yeah. at some point when they've set yeah. up maybe a status quo that they want her to have mm-hmm. or something I don't know 
Speaking of super characters, though, we'll jump over mm-hmm. to New Superman and the Justice League of China number 21, Jean Luen Yang writing Brent Peoples on the art. Uh, and we're continuing where we left off with the giant crabs uh, coming for the Aquaman of North Korea. <laughs> oh, man. This is, this is what we're doing. So... Uh, I'll just quickly mention the art first, just because it's Brent Peoples who's been doing the last, you know, several of the Yang issues, mm-hmm. and it's very good. It's just consistent. Yep. It's, new, it's what New Superman looks like, so you know, uh, no change basically. No, nope. uh, feels feels right. So, right. So basically, the the, the big gag here is right. Okay, so they, they save uh, our, our Aquaman, right? And mm-hmm. North Korea's like, hey, hand them over, but. Delane made a promise to the crabs. She was talking to yep. the crabs and made a promise to protect them. So she kind of goes against what what Batman's saying, what you know the Baxter's saying, yeah. and even Keen's like, "Hey, now maybe we should just hand them over and not you know start an incident, international crisis." And she's like, "Hey, Keen, I gave the word, and you know that means something." He's like, "Damn it, I'm trying to be good, right? Fine." And he visions the North Korean army. Yeah, I love the fact that he's the one saying let's not make a scene. Yeah, because it's. It's it's Keenan. It's Keenan, so. yeah. He's the one who's always making scenes. But even he yeah. knows maybe starting something yeah. in North Korea is maybe a bad yeah. idea. Uh, exactly. So, no, very, very amusing in that sense. But then the gag becomes, so they've got, you've got Aquaman, I'm forgetting his actual name here. Uh, I don't oh, quite learned it yet. It. Uh, but he, uh, basically there's a gag where he's so used to North Korea and Delane brings him some like soup. It's like some seaweed yep. soup from, uh, it's Korean soup as well, specifically. And yeah, he, it's, it's a seaweed and broth thing and it's with some beef apparently in it. very, yeah, yeah, very hoity-toity, uh, you know, because he oh. feels he doesn't deserve it. Well, I don't think it's hoity-toity. I think it's just hoity-toity well, to him. <laughs> to him. That's what I mean. Yeah. Because when he drinks it, he feels like he's going to catch a beating. He's like, now. no, only only high-ranking officials should be able to have something so, so amazing as this. And Delane's like, hey, I bought that down the street for like 8 yen, right? Yeah. And it's just, he's like, what? But how? So so his name is An Kwang Joe. That's what it was, but, yeah. Yeah, they call him Kwang Joe throughout. Kwang Joe, so. okay. Uh, Kwang so, and then she takes him outside. Hey, I'll sh- I'll show you what the shopping here is like. And they're, they're going down the street, and he sees he sees like uh, someone feed a dog some like good meat, and he's like, yep. even the dogs eat better here than the people do in North Korea. Yeah. And she's like, hey, have 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 a coke. It's not. Like, I mean, they call it something else, but it's a coke. Yeah, soda right? cola. Yeah, have a coke. And he's like, but this is the the Americans. They're trying Reason. to poison us. And yeah. she's like, hey, I'm pretty sure as long as you drink less than they do, you'll be fine. Just just drink it. Yeah. And then, then he, he says that line from The Simpsons that he was saying last issue. He's like, oh, I have a cow, man. And he drinks it and he's like, oh my God, this is the yeah. best thing ever. Oh. I just, I love what they're doing with with how how Yang is inverting these, these well-known characters and tropes. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, because he's a fish out of water. No pun intended, yeah. but he's no. a fish out of water because he, instead of being like half land, half sea. I mean, obviously he's part sea as well. We get to that at the end, yeah. where the, all yeah. the, all the sea creatures come in and like basically, uh, was it the, the the dragon the bones, dragon bones of the of the East Sea, uh, yeah. gives him his power, and then he becomes the proper Aquaman, the the Dragon Son, um, yeah. which you know looks. It's a pretty cool design. It looks cool. That's a big cliffhanger. Yeah. At the end. 
but even before that, though, he's already the fish out of water because he's you know from North Korea, very different lifestyle, doesn't get access to all these things. So he's he's opened into a bigger world, and then it's opened up even more. So it's almost like you're you're, you're compounding the fact that he's now like out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Because uh, at one point earlier on, when they're trying to like, rescue him, he actually tries to run back to the North Korean army. He's like, yeah. no, if they think I deserve to die, I did something wrong, I must die. Yeah. And he runs back. And I'm like, no! <laughs> come on yeah. now! Kwang Joe, yeah. come on! Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's real good. It's great. Uh, it's another character that Yang's introduced that you're just like, okay, I, I, can, I can deal with more of this. And they're, and they're all so distinct as well. It doesn't feel like he's... Mm-hmm. At no point has he felt like he's like... You know, okay, this one's kind of like, you know, Keenan, Baxi, uh, Delane, Avery. I mean, Avery didn't, you know, obviously, he didn't create her, uh, as we said, yeah. but they all feel so different. Um, and, you know, Lainey Lance. But they're still, still representative of those characters. You oh, know? sure. Like, Baxi's yeah. still very Batman. Delane's very Wonder Woman. I mean, uh, I like the fact that they, they address her as Green Snake, you know, mm. so that that's all there. And I also like how Yang uses magic. So, like, out of everybody. Baishi's the only one that's not powered by magic. Mm. Well, and I guess I guess Avery too, but uh, it's the Speed Force, and no I guess that's a good kind of magic. Yeah, yeah, you know. But but yeah, and here you get him when he becomes the Dragon Son and uh, King. He's the son of King Moonmu. I looked all that stuff up, and that's a legit historical figure. All right, okay. You know, so so the fact that he's pulling from history and mythology, and, you know, I think maybe more. Yeah, and mythology too. Well. Because, again, he was a, this legendary figure, and I, I try to find this Dragon King stuff. So that might just be him, or those might be legends or whatnot. But, like, there's a, a story of the three kingdoms of Korea, and he was king of one of them. You know, so and it also goes to how, you know, Korea has been divided throughout history and how it is now. So what you happened with the in- Did North kill the middle one? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, they, they were all split amongst the peninsula, so, like... One oh, yeah, that was a joke. More... I wasn't necessarily saying that. Like, like the two we've got now are literally like two of the three. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, but but I mean they, they're all kind of split, you know, equally. So that's what made it seem like it was kind of legendary. So, but I look it up at this historical precedent and whatnot. So I like that he's doing this, and it feels very its own thing. He's not just copying like, oh, he's oh, yeah. a half Atlantean, therefore no, he is something else. Their version Aquaman. Yeah. And just like same with Daylon and the Wonder Woman of China. She's and even the, uh, the the core, the, the Lanty yeah. core of China. Yeah. Uh, which is still a thing. And uh, we see that um, Omen's still there, Ming Ming's still there, yeah. uh, and obviously Lenny Lan's still reporting. So he's keeping yeah. all those all those wheels spinning. Of course, we hinted last issue that maybe Keenan and Avery were having a thing. And yeah. if I'm going to critique anything, right? So I actually love everything that happens in the issue. Yeah. I love Ming Ming showing up like as a ninja and being like, "Hey, yeah. kid, look, you recognize your girlfriend," and then like the kiss and like the awkwardness because of Avery and all that stuff. All, all good fun, and she's there to like warn them that, you know, "Hey, you need to give this guy back because you know shit's about to go down with the, the Latin core and everything else." Yep, all good stuff. Uh, I do have to criticize though. Did we ever actually get like a full fledged they are now boyfriend and girlfriend? thing I never did because yeah. I had the same thing. And I, I was like, rolling with it. I was like, girlfriend. I mean, I, I yeah. know there was like a hint that maybe the like there was a crush look between them, but yeah, I, I didn't remember them actually like getting together. So that was kind of a weird moment for me. But other than that, like I have I have nothing wrong with what yeah. happened in the issue. It was just kind of like, oh, when did yeah. that happen? All right, but hey, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's still 
week or month in month out one of my favorite reads yeah no new superman's great i, I can't i can't fault it it's, it's introducing so much stuff it's constantly building its world uh on itself and uh it's, it's a great mostly pretty self-contained run of just great stories uh and characters so uh, here's hoping this keeps going for a nice extended amount of time. I'm I'm hoping it's kind of like a TV show, and when they they gave him more issues after eighteen, that they actually like said, okay, have another eighteen, so that we get another yeah. big chunk of it before they might take it away from us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, enough to fill an omnibus at the very least. Come on, <laughs> that's like the the battle cry. Yeah, enough to fill an omnibus. Please, that's what you want from a good run. Yeah. Hey, I have from a great run. You want multiple omnibuses, but <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take a. I'll take about 36 issues, please. Thank you and kindly. <laughs> uh, so, so, no, great. Uh, full marks. Uh, so we'll, we'll jump over to uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 40 next, I think. Uh, I, I, obviously, this was a last-minute edition during the show, as you heard earlier. So yep. uh, I'm assuming Vendetti writing, and I don't know who's on the art, so you can fill yeah, us in. Let me, let me pull this up now. But it's it's more of uh, the Jakul story with uh, the Lanterns taking on Zod. And that the Guardians get upset with with John because he sent them, but not really. That he didn't stop them. He's like, but I've told you, I'm not. I'm done waiting for your orders. This needs to be done. And we didn't bring you guys back to fall into old habits. Mm. But uh, the art was Rafa Sandoval. Cool. On this, yeah, and the art looks great. I mean, we get a lot of you know, we get Space Ape, which is always a plus because you know. Uh, I'm a soft parody, but he's all over this. But there's an ape or a gorilla. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> right. mass, mass on board. That's right. Uh, but it's basically all of those lanterns that, that joined up last time to go save the uh, go save Hal, and Kyle still has the ring, and uh, it, it's making him act more brash. So uh, he like he's in control, but not really. It's still Jordan. And uh, Zod kind of figures this out and pushes him to his limits where at that point the will leaves and now Kyle's without the ring. So it looks, it looks pretty dire for Kyle, but at the end, uh, Hal comes back and is like, I don't take orders from anybody uh, and smashes Zod. So I don't know where this is going to end because if with the timey-wimey stuff, all that stuff that happened in Superman – you know, they're still in charge of Jakul, you know, so I almost wonder if this is just Zod, you know, his thing now, where he's the ruler of this planet, and the Guardians will keep him in that sector where he can't bother anybody. I'm wondering if it's just a case of, okay, Vendetti was allowed to use the Zod stuff, but he wasn't allowed to yeah. change the status quo because there's yeah. plans for something later. So it was like, okay, you're yeah. allowed to use it and do what you want, but you have to kind of keep the pieces in place. You're not allowed yeah. to, like, you know, take him away and put him somewhere else. He has to yeah, because that's what they... That's what they want to do is they want to put him in a science cell. Because, like, you ain't going back to the Phantom Zone. That was way too nice. You're going to rot in a science cell. And, and you'll get a kick out of this, too, is they, they all kind of partner off. And you have, you know, Ursa fighting Kilowog and a couple of the guys. But you have uh, Guy fighting Lorzod. But he won't fight him because he's a kid. He's like, I don't beat up kids. That was my dad's thing. I don't do that. And... <laughs> Lord Zod just beats the crap out of Guy because he won't fight back. He's like, you know, you come back in 10 years and this is a fight. So oh, that was pretty good. But yeah, it's mostly a battle issue. And, you know, we get to see Kyle and his will. Like, 
the one cool thing that Venditti does is he shows the difference in the will of each of the lanterns, where Hal's is much more upfront and in your face. Mm. Uh, Guy's kind of along the same lane, but his is more, you know, you know, he. It's hard to differentiate between him and Jordan's, but they are different. And then you have John's, which is the you know careful and and meticulously planned out. So the yeah, fact yeah. that he just the architect, him, if you will. Yeah, the fact that he set all these guys without thinking it through, that, that's a, a character change in that dynamic. Because, again, he's not going to tell, be told what to do from the Guardians. And that's what makes me think about him joining the Justice League, hmm. is he's just kind of over the Guardians. And he's like, well, cool, I'm not going to be the core leader anymore. I'm heading back to Earth. If you guys need me, you'll know where to find me. So, cool. uh, see where it goes. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun read. I, again, I hate that Connor has gotten me back into it. Again. It's an extra book I didn't need to read. Yeah. Well, on the upside, Matt, everything, a lot of things are ending and yeah. relaunching or changing yeah. creative teams soon. So, uh, yeah. as that's what I was saying to Connor earlier this week. I'm actually kind of excited that even when the books are good right now, and they, they usually are. Like, I mean, last week was kind of yeah. a weird week week, but most weeks are pretty good yeah. overall. I feel like we're so used to the, the 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 set of books we get every week. Week one's always these seven or eight books. Week two is always yeah. these seven or eight books. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the entire schedule shaking up in a couple of months yeah. where it's going to be different new books. Okay, so we've got Snyder Justice League here, we've got Ben the Superman there, and we've got, you know, yeah. these new things. We've got a Plastic Man mini there, the Hawkman series there. Like, I'm liking that it looks like we're going to feel like it's a different it's slate. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's just it's a nice time. It's been two years since Rebirth started. It's probably yeah. the perfect time to shake it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited yeah. about it. So, uh, so cool. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on then. Uh, to arguably the main event of the week, which is Mr. Miracle number seven. Tom Here King writing Mitch Gerrard's on art, of course, as it's been the whole time. We had a month off. Yeah, and, uh, and, and a time jump from the last time that we've We did seen. have a time jump because as I go yeah. out of focus and I'm all artistic here, let me just uh, <laughs> yeah. fix that. No, no, I know what's happening here. Darkseid is. You're depressed, <laughs> but you got to talk about this. Here's what I want to say. So, so yeah, so we had a time jump. This is a Barda in labor. She's giving birth this issue. That's what this, this, this entire issue is basically driving to and in, in the hospital uh, until she gives birth at the end. And Before you get there, this, despite having new gods show up and some of the stuff that happens, this might be one of the most real comics I've ever read. Oh, you yeah. Know? It deals with the, the boredom of waiting for childbirth and then the, the ups yeah. and downs of the emotion swings of her, like, wanting to strangle Scott. I'm carrying yeah. your devil spawn from New Genesis. It's your fault. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then like, two pages later, she's, like, concerned about the baby and she's, like, horrified yeah. that something might be wrong. Like, you know, like, it was that up and down. It was great. Here's yeah. what I want to say, though, about this, this book, right? So it's dealing with all this normal, like, everyday stuff almost, you know, with, with some of the, the, the Furies and whatnot, like, inserted for, you know. Yep bigger bigger elements but he's dealing yeah. with all that but once she starts properly getting into labor and like, the doctor's like okay it's time that she's ready it's time to get doing this let's push it let's push it out that's when the video effects start happening and yep and as we've seen throughout this series that usually means something's wrong or something's corrupt or something's bad and mm. i'll tell you this right now i don't think i have audibly gasped quite like i have then when the baby comes out and there's just one page in the middle, or what? No, sorry, one panel in the middle of the page. It just it's dark side is that dark side is made me go, oh shit! No, 
when the baby yeah. comes out and it's been strangled by its umbilical cord, which they do cut. You know, Scott got the dagger, yeah. which you know there was some comedy well, with that. From because the theories. because yeah. it was like you know, oh, you've given me this back, I will go back to war and use it to kill you. And he's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. Th- yeah. Thanks. Well, they gave it to him to help because they said, on apocalypse, they don't women don't give birth when they are ready. That we take the babies and give them to Granny Goodness. Mm-hmm. He's like. Oh yeah, that that that's cool. She's like, so here, uh, those Earth instruments aren't gonna be useful on Barda. And he's like, okay. He kind of just puts it in his back pocket, like, yeah, we're not. I'm not bringing this in there. Uh, and it ends up being what saves his child's life because they can't cut the cord. Yeah, that's wrapped yep. around the neck. There's, 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 there's some weird, weird kind of viewpoints and stuff here because of that. Like, cause that that kind yeah. of ties into like, okay, so. That saved them, even though, like, obviously, we don't necessarily want him to have a life like that. But at the same time, they also reminisce about the the Jacob's ladder, uh, yeah, uh, from the pit where oh, I used to dream of climbing it and what was at the top, and and it's they, like, Scott, hope. yeah, and Scott comments on like oh he'll he'll never learn how to not love that. Like he almost yeah. sounded like oh he'll never have to go through what we went through, and that is kind of yeah. like he almost doesn't know how to like relate to him <laughs> because he's not no. going to be as damaged as he is. <laughs> Right, and that's kind of always what you want. All my friends that have kids, that's what they've always said, is your goal as a parent is to give them a better life than what they had, right? And even if you had, like, the most privileged, charmed life, you still have that viewpoint. And I feel that that's that's King working through Scott, where, like, yeah, this kid's never going to go to the pits. You know, this kid doesn't have to go back to the old neighborhood, if you will, and deal with what we had to deal with. We, We get to push forward. And I also, some of that, you know, there's all this talk about postpartum depression for women, but, you know, men can go through it too with not knowing how to deal with a, a kid. And we already know that Scott has these issues. He's, he's trying to kill yeah. himself. Well, I, I think that's what uh, the, the, the glitching video as the, as the yeah. birth is starting to happen. I think that's what it's kind of representing. It's him yeah. having doubt and fear about what he's going to have mm-hmm. to do now, um, now that it's he's real. Yeah. And I think that's why the moment it comes out, the baby comes out and there's this fear that something's wrong. That moment there, that's why that dark side is, is perfect where it is. It's like, no, yep. that doubt is there and that's what you're feeling right now. Exactly. Uh, but it, I, I legitimately got scared when I saw dark side is on that yeah. page. Legitimately. Well, when the baby comes out too and it's gray and you don't see the, the cord yet. Yeah. Right. And you're just kind of like, Oh no, like this is, this is not good. Like, you know, and then because I think the last time it's been a while, but the the last page right was just Dark Side is, and it just uh, after he yeah he he, he walked Ryan, he walked in right? the room and we saw Dark Side for the first time. Yeah, you know, and then it jumps to this, and they're calling him High Father, so we know he's taking over for Orion. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's so leading he's, the war. He's, yep. he's accepted that responsibility, so now there's. This right, so all of that doubt and fear he had there, and now it's it's almost ramped up to eleven. Even though it's just one dark side is box, right? It it deals with something that's even more personal, and I like that. Yeah, no, it's just it's great. Uh, little touch that I really loved is the heart monitor. The uh, yeah. the readings look like mega beams. Yeah, that's that's a little little terrifying. It's a neat neat little touch. Uh, I, I like it. And also, I think this says a whole lot about even the family you hate are still family because you get the Furies showing up to like be there for the birth even though, you know, we're in a war against you That's and we're going to try and kill each other later on. Yeah. 
but we're here for Barda. We're not, not necessarily you, Scott, the high father who we're trying to kill, but Barda's still one of us, even though she left. Yeah, and, and, I, you know, and obviously, when, I, when I'm talking about art in this issue, Barda's expressions as she's like, you know, angry at Scott, then worried about the baby, mm-hmm. wanting the crushed ice, and be like, yeah, okay, go do that. It's like, there's such a roller coaster of emotions that are all portrayed yeah. through the through the facial expressions. The art is phenomenal. The the opening where they they show up at the hospital mm. and Scott's in a panic, right? And because he's he's trying to get his wife into the the delivery room, and the guy's like, "Yeah, you can't park here." He's like, "Yeah, but I was told there's valet." Yeah, but that's over down on Melrose. That's around the corner. And just Scott's expression, just the deadpanness of all of that, and the dead glance that the the not valet gives him. Yeah, like yeah, you, I don't care what your wife's going through. You're and then it, it cuts out to that the scene of L.A. and their traffic. He's like, I thought it was on Melrose. And it just it, it ramps all that up. I love the storytelling there. And that, that's yeah. mostly done through the art. Yeah, and it also just represents like kind of them. Like, again, they're on their own. Even though they're surrounded by like mm-hmm. civilization, they're on their own. This is yep. just their story. This is just them. Yep. Uh, and everything else that comes with like getting things wrong and like being delayed. Yep. And, you know, again, it all ramps into the, those worries of like, can we even do this? This uncertainty, this yep. doubt. Uh, yeah. So no, it like. And then they name the kid Jacob, which I my favorite running gag throughout this is him throwing out these insane new god names, you know, like yeah, thunder. I think one of them was Thunder Death or something along those lines. She's like, no. And but it, uh, it's well, really nice because they name it after the ladder because that's what yep. they, they looked up to on Apocalypse and hoped of something better. Yep. So they named it after their mm-hmm. representation of hope. So they're hoping mm-hmm. that he will have a better life than them. It's, it's really neat. Right. It's, it's all poetic. He is. This is King's on a whole other level. Like I, I really enjoy his Batman work, but again, here we say it every time. This is. I think it's the superhero book in its best sense because yeah, I love all the big action adventure stuff that we get, you know, that's popcorn, but here it's using the, the superhero as, as a, I don't want to say a literary figure cause that sounds too hoity toity, but you know, they're using these fantastical elements to tell real life. Oh, yes. this is about anxiety and depression. That's yep. what the story's about. And it's, and this is the first issue where it's really taken on the Hemingway. That, that I Hemingway's one of my favorite writers, and his whole thing always was less is more. You know, so mm-hmm. he could tell a whole story around something without ever actively addressing it. And you know, not many writers can do that. And I feel like that's what this entire series has been. I'm going back and thinking about the other six issues to this point, and that's what King's been doing. It's less is more. Oh yeah, I I think the. Yeah, it's less is more. He definitely likes to poke at the ideas and then let you, you kind of yeah. fill in the gaps. He does that with Batman as well, and some people hate that in his Batman run, yeah. but I, I kind of like his style of doing that. Uh, but he, honestly, I think this is going to just make such... See when this is done, and it's a 12-issue mm-hmm. series, um, I think issue four is still my favourite. But I, mean, oh, I like this one a lot. Four, I mean, I like them all a lot, but like... Like that's the thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's getting so hard now to like pick a favorite because yeah. four, five, and six, or sorry, five, six, and seven. I, I meant five. Issue five is my favorite. Five, six, okay. and seven are all off the charts. They're all yeah. freaking off the charts. And there's, I mean, that's <laughs> that. If it wasn't for Doomsday Clock, yeah, 
this would be the most anticipated book every month. As it is, it's the most anticipated book every other month. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which is why, which is why last month was depressing because there was neither Doomsday Clock or Mister Miracle. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, I think this month too we get Metal and Doomsday Clock on the same day. On the same day, yeah, that's going to be a big week. So we look forward to that. You know what I mean? So like, if they want to calm yeah. down the news for one week, that week that'd be lovely. DC. Please, DC. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, this book. Uh, uh, you know, I say this last to read, and everybody had you know I'd seen how great it is, and as I'm reading the birth stuff, and at first I wasn't that taken by it. I was like, okay. This is good, but once we started getting to the interactions with the Furies as he's in the waiting room, I, I've i seen versions of this, you know, when my wife's sister's given birth and the families are just sitting there not really knowing how to interact with each other, mm-hmm. you know? And so the fact that you – this is the ultimate version of that where you have the, the king of, of New Genesis and then the warriors of Apocalypse yeah, sitting he- in the same room. And here's the important thing as well. All the, the all the war, all that stuff going on, all of that is the backdrop. The the the, well, yeah. the personal character story is the main part. Now, yeah, there's been a couple of issues where it's been them, you know, going on a mission or going to fight something. But those issues are actually not really about the fight. They're about what they're talking about. Like, you know, that, that that last issue where it was her telling him she was pregnant. The whole thing was the conversation of him finding out. By the way, we're having a kid. Yeah, they were on a mission to go do something, but that, that's not what the issue was about. The issue was about the conversation about having a kid. Yeah. You know, and so on and so forth. Exactly. So, uh, you know, th- so we get references to this war going on, but we don't have to see it all because that's not the point of the no. story. That's the And that, that was another thing, too, that I just remembered is he gets a call from, from someone on New Genesis going, hey, we need an okay to, to, to the strike. And mm. he's like, I trust you. Do, do what you need to do. I'm busy right now. And I feel that's, I, again... That's like getting a phone call from work going, I, I can't deal with that right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the most relatable things. And I don't know anything about calling in strikes on things, you know, but I do know, like, I can't talk right now. So oh, it's... yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So, no, uh, still fantastic. Uh, expect no less. Uh, so, well, we'll move on then to the final book of the week. I, I did read Sideways Issue 2, which came out this week. Um, and we continue the story of Derek, who's Sideways, and his friend... Uh, Ernie, and basically we left last left last issue off with uh, him coming across this Tempest Fugitoid or whatever his name was, uh, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, you're manipulating the space time continuum. I can't be having this," and it can block his power because like Sideways is trying to like you know teleport out of there, and mm-hmm. basically realizes that it's because like he's blocking it. So his plan is to jump off the building and hopefully that by the time he gets close to the bottom he will be far and way enough from him that he can open a rift and, and get through. Which he does. Uh, so it's a fun little action moment, but he gets injured and he ends up going to the hospital. He, well, he makes it to Ernie and Ernie takes him to the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. And his mum comes by. Uh, and there's a lot of fun character stuff in this issue. I think it did a really good job of, like, if you can tell the first two is the pilot, almost, of the, of the, of the series. Because this one... We got a bit more of a flashback to like how he got his powers in Gotham, but not from his perspective, from his mother's perspective. Because when his mother comes in, all yeah. worried, and she's like, "No, hey, like, like I'm a concerned mother," and she like she flashes back to Gotham and how, from her perspective, he just disappeared for like six days after this big mountain appeared, and she was like searching, thinking he might be dead, and then she eventually found him in a hospital, uh, unconscious, <laughs> and it was you know it was like okay, so this is adding some like this is giving her some proper character and. Uh, she makes reference to the fact that you know he's adopted and that she may not have given birth, but she's her, her you know, his right. mother, 
and she's going to do what she can to protect them. Uh, but there was some fun character stuff because he's kind of mad at Ernie from like calling her. He's like, "What you were like dying?" And I was worried. Like I had to call mm-hmm. someone. Um, so it was. I, I felt like I got a really good sense of the characters a little bit more after this issue, uh, and it was nice that after the opening. Uh, and I'm sure we'll come back to the big Tempest guy. Like I'm sure we'll, because I've, I've got a feeling where it's going to go with him is that he's not a villain. It's that by the end of the first arc, he's probably going to accept that Sideways is like a, a new agent of his that can you know right. go through rifts and like help stop things happening or whatever. But basically, yeah, this... it sounds a little like Vibe. I don't know if you read the, the early Vibe stuff during. I did um, not. No. It sounds very much like Vibe. But there's a a new villain shows up in the hospital towards the end. Like they're they're, they're doing their thing, and a villain shows up. Uh, called Killspeed, who is not a speedster, but she's very fast. It looks like she she glides on. I don't want to say ice. Was it ice or air? I don't know. But you see, like, there's like you know, in the art, there's like an effect of like. There's no friction. Yeah. yeah. She's like gliding around really quickly. She's zigzagging around. Uh, so it was just kind of cool. The, the name's about whatever, but she, she's jumping around. And basically, Ernie's like, hey, like teleport us out here. And, and he, he makes a point of saying he's never taken anyone else through a rift and he doesn't know if that's safe. So he's not willing to do it. So that's something we can build up to at some point where he has to do it out yeah. of necessity. But he, uh, he's actually in his, his uh, hospital, you know, robe, right? He's just, yeah. you know, the, the thing that's got the, the backs open. And yeah. he's not he's not got time to change out his costume, so he just puts the mask on. So he comes out in just the mask and then the hospital, like, she, <laughs> And he's like, hey, bad guy. And she starts making fun of him. And he's like, hey, a lot of people in here, let's take this outside. So that's actually the cliffhanger. It's him in his hospital gown with just the mask on. Taking on this. That's funny. Uh, That's the most Spider-Man thing I've heard in this yeah. book that people are saying is DC Spider-Man. Nah, no, uh, I I enjoyed it. I actually think it was a slight step up, and I enjoyed the first one well enough. It just wasn't like blowing my way. I, I think it setting up its cast of characters, and I I think the best thing this book did was is it lowered it down to the personal level again and gave us just a simpler villain at the end that we can deal with next issue. I, I think that was a smart move, uh, just to sort of make us sort of you know connect to the characters a little bit i'm a little bit concerned that you know none of these books all in terrifics are really selling that well so I, my only concern now i'll be getting invested is that it's probably not going to last 12 issues uh yeah so that kind of I, i'm gonna check these out in trade like outside of terrifics which is my you know flagship yeah. um I, I might i might just wait for trade because this does sound good so i missed the i wasn't here i was uh on vacation when oh, you so went you over were, the first yeah. issue that's, that's why you didn't read the first yeah. one yeah no but this this sounds interesting i just you know Probably not going to add it, like you said, get invested in, yeah. I, in something that's just... My favourite right. part of the book is, by far right now, is uh, his relationship with Ernie, his best friend. Uh, she she's seems really likeable. She's got a very kind of... she think kind of Lana Lang, but she's also the one who, like I think, made his suit, so she's very practical, yeah. and she helps him. So... Uh, I, I really like their partners in crime kind of vibe that they've got going on. Uh, but hey, so I, I would recommend checking it out. Uh, I'm, I, I am concerned it doesn't really last very long, though, so if I get invested, it's going to be done yeah. in like 12, 18 issues. But hey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe I'll end up in a team somewhere. But then again, if the supporting cast is my favourite part, do I care if he ends up in a team uh, somewhere? I don't know. But, not really. But hey, so that's that's sideways issue too. So I think it's alright. I, I think... Uh, it's probably I was going to say second favorite. That's not true because uh, I'm, I'm I'm almost forgetting Terrifics as part of this, <laughs> and that's just yeah. a separate thing that's really good. Uh, mm-hmm. But Silencer is yeah, I think this and Silencer are the two best ones, and then Damage is kind of forgettable, and we'll see what happens with uh, Brimstone, New soon. Challengers, yeah. Mortal Men, Immortal still Man. looking out. 
Well, the Snyder one is just a mini now. Like they downgraded yeah. it to a mini, so we know that's only last. Which, I might games. still just pick that up because it's a mini. You know. Yeah. Plus, I was going to get that one anyways. But yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to try all the the first issues on the on the show, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see, we'll see how they are. Because uh, Brimstone is looking like the Ghost Rider as well. So just to compare it again to like, the, oh, this is DC's version of Marvel's thing. Yeah. Uh, well, that leaves us with one final main thing to do, and that is to pick our favourites of the week. We pick our favourite panel slash moment of the week, best cover, best art, and of course do our top five books. So that is what we're going to do now. Uh, we start with panel slash moment, so I'm going to go to Matt and see what he's got. Yep, so this was a tough one this week. Um, but I think... I settled on it as you were talking uh, about mm. Sideways. Um, I went back through Mr. Miracle because I wasn't sure am I going to pick one from here. And and I this one really popped back out to me. So this is mine. It's it's the second to last page mm-hmm. where Bart is holding the baby and they're just they're going back and forth talking about, oh, this is the grandson of Darkseid, son of High Father. And she calls him a little miracle. And Scott just sounds like, I don't know, he looks more like a lump. And as someone that doesn't get excited over new babies, because I'm just kind of like, oh, man, they're like a porcelain thing that I'm just going to drop and break. <laughs> so keep them away from me. It's, again, the most relatable comic page I've encountered in some time. And I just I like the back and forth between Barda. Also, we didn't talk about that. We found that Big Barda's real name is Big Barda. That's her first and last name. Uh, there's no alias. I thought that was a fun reveal. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's a good one. Um, I'm probably also going to go with Mr. Miracle, uh, and it feels like a really easy pick, but I do actually kind of want to go with the Dark Side this moment, because I, I actually kind of gasped at that moment. I was so worried that something was about to... The tension I felt as the birth was yeah. happening was so goddamn real that I have to give it... Generally to that whole build-up, but really the, the culmination was the Dark Side is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with that. So there you go. Uh, it feels weird to give it to a black panel with just one bit of text in it, but no, it's the effect it but has. But then again, exactly. So that that's been this book. So hey, uh, all right. So best cover of the week. I'll jump in first. I, I was okay. kind of torn between two. Uh, mm-hmm. The variant for Mister Miracle, the Jared's cover, yeah. and the variant to Supergirl, which of the Art Germ cover. Germ. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I th- classic classic animated series version. Yeah, with the white top. Now, admittedly, yeah. I prefer the classic style outfit, but it is a damn fine cover. I cannot... Uh... I, love that. I love that costume, though. I mean, it's, just, it's such of an era. You know? Uh, I, think, I think I'm going to have to go with Mr. Miracle overall, though. I think okay. if I really think about it, I think, the again, the emotion of Mr. Miracle holding a baby with that art is just, is just too good. Yeah. So. So, so I, too, had my narrowed down uh, to, to two. And uh, one of them was the the Green Lanterns or Howlin' Pals cover, which has got uh, – I keep wanting to say Guy, but it's not Guy. It's Kyle. Kyle and Hal, and it looks like Hal's in silhouette that's green. Uh, But the action cover – Which actually reminds me, Matt. We did dodge a bullet because at least it's not Guy in the Justice League coming up. uh, No, you say dodge a bullet. It makes me want to throw a grenade at you. Nah, nah. Yeah. Uh, anyone but Guy, that's my motto when it comes to what Green Lantern should be in the Justice League. <laughs> anyone but, but Guy. But as I was talking about covers, the action variant is by K.R.A. Andrews. Yeah. And it's got Superman flying with, with birds, and I just... I didn't want to pick it because it's, like, the most map thing I could do. The, the last I, few I, action variants have been up there. Up there. This one, yeah. well, good, didn't 
to compete with those for me. But... I like the the way the light hits it, and it. Oh man! So I'm gonna do action nine 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 the variant. That's cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll take us on to best art of the week. Um, now I think the obvious answer is probably going to be Mister Miracle again. Uh, that said, I do want to give a shout out to Supergirl because I think she, I, mean, I don't think we mentioned it when we we're talking uh-huh. about the book, but Jamal Campbell's art was very strong uh, it for was. the most part. And I want to particularly point out at the moment where after she saves um, Lee, uh, she, she does this thing where she kind of winks and she's like, oh, it's all part of the job or something like that. And yeah. it's a very cheesy, super-esque moment that I just really yeah. liked. I love that wink. That was great. I also so. like the way she looks standing in Ben's doorway at the mm. end, that last, that last page. So, that looks really good. So no, I thought that was very good. Uh, everything where they were kind of like hugging or... Like mm-hmm. you know, the, the emotion from being concerned or cheery or cheesy, like all all of it, all of it kind of played well. That said, I'm still going with Mister Miracle because Gerard is a beast and he's killing it. <laughs> but yeah, I want to give it a um, shout I'm, out. I'm, yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Helen Pals art because it looked really nice, clean, and crisp, yeah. and sci-fi and right spots. But like you said, it it is Gerard's. He's he's earned it. This for for as good as you know, I'm sure the structure is. He's really killing it with expressions. Through the storytelling, oh, yeah. he 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 is he is legitimately half the reason why the book is fantastic. It's both the writing and yep. the art that's doing it. Um, yep. I am just glad Mister Miracle and Doomsday Clock don't come out in the same week because having to pick between <sighs> this and Frank on Doomsday Clock would just about kill me. Yeah, don't you put it out the universe now? It's going to happen. Just, just, just going to kill me. No, 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 Miracle's always week two. Doomsday Clock's always week four. We've, we've established this, Matt. It's not changing. <sighs> All right, until Manhattan decides that it's going to be, we'll see. <laughs> or Booster. Now Booster's going to come and go, ah, oh, got you guys. So uh, that leaves us with top five books of the week. I'm making Matt go first because... That's always. fine, that's fine. So, so number one, with a bullet, uh, straight from New Genesis is mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle. Uh, number two is Supergirl, as it was. You know, yeah. I was a little bit worried, but the art and the story are, are really good. Three is New Superman, four is uh, Howl and Pals, and five is Flash. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be very similar, because Mr. Miracle, number one, mm-hmm. uh, Supergirl, number two, New Superman, number three. Oh, look at that. So, so far, so good, but I didn't read Howl and Pals, so we're... You didn't. We're diverting at least a little bit here. Uh, I think I will put um, Flash at number... Yeah, Flash at number four, and then I'll put Sideways at number five. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Sideways, yeah, I like Sideways. That was, that was a, good. That was a fun issue. So, uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's this week's, this week's books, uh, which is great, because uh, I was kind of down after last week. I thought last week was kind of, just across the board, everything just happened to have a bit of an off week at the same time, and it was kind of, you know, depressing. <laughs> so it was nice that this week I've got like a good three or four that I really, really loved. So... Uh, that's good news. So, uh, that leads me to tell you what's coming next week. Uh, next week being, of course, week three? Four? Three or four? Three. three. That's it's three. week three. It's week that's three. right. Yeah. I got confused because I've got Doomsday Clock listed there and it shouldn't be. That, yeah, that's my bad. That's not All right. Uh, yeah, so week three. What was coming up next week? We have Batman 43, oh. Superman 43, Justice League 41, Green Lanterns 43, Nightwing 41, Aquaman 34, Batwoman 13, Super Sons 14. Uh, we're getting towards the end of that. I think 16 is the last issue yeah. of Super Sons. Yeah. Uh, we also have Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman number two, 
Uh, and that's the books that we'll be covering. Also out next week that we won't be covering, uh, at least from solicits, is uh, Damage number three, Harley Quinn 40, Batman Sins of the Father number two, and Batman TMNT 2 issue five. Although I am looking forward to reading that Batman TMNT yeah. in trade. Um, I, I know we're not doing the Young Animal stuff, but this title just kills me. Oh, go on. I need to go back. So it's the new Cape Carson. Um, it's just basically season two. Oh, yeah. And now instead of having a, a yeah, cybernetic I've, I've eye, yeah. it's Cave Carson has an interstellar eye. And I just want to read the blurb real quick because this killed me. So after a year of a multiverse hopping and fighting in the Milk Wars, returning to a normal life of digging and cave diving isn't the same for Cave Carson. Sure, he's got his podcast, family, and that cybernetic eye. But reminiscing about times gone by isn't the same as living. The fact that he has a podcast in a comic book just kills me. <laughs> that might just be insular, right? Just because, you know, but I, I might have to check this out. Uh, that's pretty funny. I think, um, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I want to go back and read Muller Panic because that's Hauser. Uh, I want to go back yeah. and read that. Uh, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see about the rest. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like Shade when I tried the first issue of that. But, uh, yeah, Doom, I didn't like Shade. Doom Patrol. I, like Doom Patrol. I, I see potential in Doom Patrol, even if it is a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, yeah. And I didn't need to try Cybernetic Eye. And then, you know, it's sequel, Interstellar Eye. Uh, yeah. So, here you go. So so that's uh, that's what's coming next week. Uh, I just want to briefly tack on at the end here. Let's, let's, let's have a Marvel uh, minute. <laughs> uh just, just, to, just to mention, yes, because uh, obviously everyone knows that I like all new Wolverine. That series is coming to mm. an end. Tom Taylor's wrapping it up. He's still writing those characters, uh, both Honey Badger and, and Laura in, in X-Men Red. We're getting a new book, though, um, by Tamaki, who's writing an X-23 book. Uh, this is all good news because she's great, and the new outfit for Laura looks great, and she's already confirmed that Gabby and Jonathan are sticking around. This is all fantastic news, except, of course, the fact that they're putting her back to X-23, when this entire run of all-new Wolverine has been about her wanting to leave that name behind because that reminds her of when she was a killer, and she wants to be better than that. So that kind of sucks, but everything else is good yeah. news. So. so what name do you give her, though? Because you can't, clearly we can't have Wolverine because he's coming back. Uh, I just have two Wolverines. So what do you give her? Well, I mean, <laughs> two I guess- flashes. I mean, why not? Yeah, but that's never really been Marvel's bag, you know. Like, okay. uh, outside of uh, Ghost Rider, there really hasn't been two operating at one time. Uh, Wolvie. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. have a title, but I'm like... saying, like, I, I get your your complaint with that, and I will be checking out at least the first issue because it is Tamaki, and yeah, uh, it's earned it for me. Yeah, but um, some something new. I don't know. So, so just to pick a new name then, I guess. Yeah, you know. I'm, I'm trying to think of something I can't. Claws so. or something. I don't know. That's funny. I don't know. Well, Gabby's honey badger. What's, what's in between yeah. a badger and a wolverine? What's the natural midpoint between those two things? You have a weasel. They're, they're all part of that family. But that's Yeah, we're not calling her the weasel. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. You betcha. I'll do some yeah. uh, digging biologically. And... Uh, and check it. That sounded wrong. Zoologically, yeah. that's a much better. So no, I just wanted to mention that because I figured some people make make care because I, I know at least a couple of our uh, audience like all new Wolverine. So I figured it was a uh, all, all yeah. worth mentioning. 
Uh, but hey, so, okay, so that, that wraps up the show. That has been episode 95 of this show, so uh, getting right. closer to 100. Uh, so by all means, let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments or on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast, of course. Uh, suggestions, ideas, whatever, you can you can tweet us, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Give us good reviews on iTunes or your podcast app of choice Please. or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah you can obviously you can support us on patreon.com slash mailfuzztv uh, there's a bonus monthly episode with me and Connor in fact I think we're recording this week uh, this month's monthly is going to be Jeff Johns' JSA Volume 1 uh, which I, if I recall from my memory is the first 15 issues of that run uh, plus the the one shot that came before it interestingly half of it's not actually written by Johns because there, there was a weird transitional nope. thing at the start but yeah. Still, I, I believe it was uh, uh, David Goyer that started it. It was Goyer and Robinson Corrine. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, so that's the next one coming up. That should be sometime with, before the next main episode. Uh, of course, last month's was Teen Titans by Johns. I actually realised that this is the third one in a row that's been Johns, so we're actually going to go out of our way next month to make sure it's not Johns that we're doing a book from. So so you did Titans and... Oh, Hawkman. Yep, Hawkman, Titans. No, we didn't do Hawkman. I mean... I thought you did Hawkman. No, no, it was Batman Earth 1, uh, Volume 1. With oh, it, Earth 1. Gotcha. Titans. So, I think Hawkman was on the table then. And yeah, so, so we're going gotcha. out of our way to pick something that isn't uh, John's next month because yep. we've done three in a row. And there's other good DC writers. We have to we have to acknowledge that <laughs> and do other things. Morrison, you can do Morrison. Yeah, Rucka's early stuff. Yeah. We also I, I, Gotham, Gotham Central. That'd be good. Uh, yeah, Gotham Central's a good one. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so so uh, we've got a lot of ideas. There's, there's a lot of things uh, uh, churning. Also, uh, every every time was a week five, uh, we do a vote for the Patreon monthly so that you get to pick between a bunch of stuff. That's why we did Teen Titans. Teen Titans won a vote between uh, four books last month. So, uh, so that's the specific comic stuff that's bonus on uh, Patreon. We're always looking for new ideas, though, to do a little extra things or whatever. But uh, so that's that's on the Patreons. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff as well for our movie shows and our TV show uh, discussions that we do as well. Uh, but that is us so yeah so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading DC Comics guys and always remember to never get lost in the speed force hey I remembered uh, Nathaniel Dust is my hero almost forgot <laughs>